brought to you by Chill Fit Cryo. Are you suffering from sports injuries, chronic pain, sleep disorders, or depression? Are you willing to try something that only requires three minutes of your time? Then you need to get some cryotherapy from Chill Fit Cryo in your life. Our friends at Chill Fit Cryo in Tempe, Arizona have been helping people with these issues for over 10 years. I've actually been seeing them for over five years to help me with injury prevention and rapid injury repair. When I tore cartilage in my ribs before a pajama wrestling tournament, Paul and his team got me back on the mat as quickly as possible. Uh, my drugs of choice are full body cryo and the cryo zone. Chillfit Cryo has allowed me to sleep better due to my shift work and also recover faster from workouts. Some of the benefits of cryotherapy include reduced inflammation and flushing toxins from the body, increased blood circulation and increased energy, improved sleep quality, targeted rapid injury repair, decreased fatigue and soreness, and a bunch of other things. Chillfit Cryo, recover, reset, restore. They're located on University and the 101 in Tempe. You can find more information about them at their website and on Instagram at chillfitcryo.com. That's C-H-I-L-L-F-I-T-C-R-Y-O. Chillfit Cryo. Recover, reset, restore. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Make the Difference podcast. Today, we have a, uh, a pretty fantastic guest, uh, a guy that I'm uh, um, very familiar with and, and somebody who I uh, had a lot of fun working with on the Phoenix Fire Department and I think has a, uh, a pretty uh, fantastic and interesting story to tell us and, uh, and, and, and hopefully impactful. Well, I, I actually know it's going to be impactful. So um, I'd like to uh, welcome Jeff Griffin to the uh, podcast. Thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, anytime I can reach out to people and make a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Nice. Like um, well, that's what it's about. I'll try. I don't know who's out there listening. I feel very comfortable. And, and so we joke that, you know, we only have 10 or 15 people that actually listen to us. Um, but uh, okay. uh, but we but Brian keeps telling us there's way more than that. So yeah. we're, 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 we feel good about it. Is this live? No, uh uh-uh. oh, we're, we're just recording it. Yep, yep, we'll record it. It'll probably come out. Uh, we we release our episodes every uh, uh, to every every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Yep. So that's how most podcasts work. Yeah, yeah, they're, I think so. They're pre-recorded. Yeah, sometimes they do them. Uh, you know, some folks are releasing them daily because they're just doing so many of them, and, uh, and we just go every two weeks. Oh, those are the famous guys. Yeah, the, exactly. Joe, that, pe- Joe's and the, yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah we're yeah, just. Yeah. Uh, we're making it up as we go. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, that's the best kind, actually. Yeah. I don't like following the script. <laughs> right on. Well, we're happy to have you. So let's kind of let's uh, let's start where we kind of normally start with our guests. So where are you from? You, you're local, right? <coughs> no, no. Um, it's close, but okay. uh, I was born in Helena, Montana. Oh, okay. And uh, my mo- my mother and father, well, real quick, my, were divorced. In um, in fact, their divorce was final the day that John F. Kennedy got shot. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so I'm aging myself a little bit. Anyway, she was a single mom raising two kids in the 60s up in Montana, which is very difficult in that time. Yeah, right. Um, you know, divorcees uh, weren't highly looked upon. And she was a nurse and uh, at a, the hospital where I was born at, St. Peter's it's called. Anyway, um, several years later, uh, four or five years later, a uh, dude got hurt on a construction site up in Canada, and they air evacuated him. I don't know if it was 
the helicopters, probably more like the mash. <laughs> they rolled out on the skids. <laughs> but uh, in the 60s, but anyway, they air back to, uh, that crew in. They were putting up a tripod and it fell on them, a wood tripod, a big, heavy lumber one. Oh, wow. And he had some, he was a trauma. He, he uh-huh. was a level one trauma. Anyway, he ended up in my mom's hospital. They hit it off, hooked up, whatever you want to call it. And uh, one day she walked up to us, and th- I have a sister, her name's Janice. Uh, and said, we're going to be moving. And I said, to where? And she said, uh, El Paso, Texas. Where the hell? You know, that's we didn't different have, than Montana. It, that's different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have Google and all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I remember I was in second grade. I went to the teacher and asked her where that was. And she had the wall map, you know, like we had in those days. And she showed me where I was and where I was headed. Okay, so we went there. And I remember getting off the airplane. It was a... Turbo prop, by the way, Frontier Airlines, <laughs> yeah, 1967. And uh, I remember getting off the aircraft and looking at the mountain. There's a big mountain right by the airport with no trees on it. And I, I remember asking my mother, where are the trees at? Yeah, what do with them? <laughs> well, I didn't know what the desert was. Yeah, right? I mean, why would I? Uh, you know, I was used to mountains, trees, God's country Heck is what yeah. it is up there. Yeah. So I adjusted, and uh, I, I'll never forget it. We were... We're driving out to where we're going to live. We stayed with his mom, and we had to parallel the Rio Grande River, and uh, which is not uncommon in Montana. There's rivers everywhere, but there was people in it swimming. And I asked my mother, "What? What are they? Why are they in there? You know, doing this?" And they, I saw some doing laundry and whatnot. Well, unbeknownst to me, that was Juarez, Mexico. Right. Yeah. I didn't Cro- know just across the river. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I asked my mom, "What? What? What?" What is that? She says, yeah. well, that's Mexico. Well, I'm a seven, eight-year-old guy. Yeah, I don't know what right. Mexico is. Uh-huh. Oh, well, okay. So that was it. That's the only conversation I ever had with my mom about that. <laughs> what is that, Mexico? Because there was shacks over there, literally. And, and, and if you stand at the University of Texas, El Paso, you can look across the Rio Grande River and see the shacks, the, the, the conditions. Probably still there today. Today, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and it, but to me, I yeah. Okay, but I didn't know what Mexico was versus Russia. Sure, I, I she said anything. <laughs> well, so I, you know, anyway, we we stayed there. Um, uh, I met some fantastic people there. Uh, I'm still in friends with some of them. Um, one of them, uh, and I'll tell you about that later. He, uh, I, when I met him my freshman year in high school, he was uh, he was smarter than the average cat, way than me. But the average cat, he was way smarter. And uh, just could tell. You know, when you meet somebody out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you oh, just, yeah. He's not a brainiac. He was just smart. And uh, anyway, he, I, in 1974, my mom and my stepdad said, we're going to move again. And I said, where to? And they said, Phoenix, Arizona. So that's how I ended up here in 74. So I've been here Got 47 it. years. Okay. And uh, over 47 years. But I was very, very angry about that. Because I'd established myself. I, I didn't have a dad. I had my stepdad. He was a great guy. He wasn't nothing wrong with him. Uh, he was fine. But he just wasn't interested in what I was interested in. Sure. Yeah. Football. He was interested in um, outdoor stuff, which is fine. It, but but other than that, we didn't hit it off too well. Got it. So there was a lot of anger. And I was my dad was a, what they call now a deadbeat dad, my real father. And, you know, he didn't pay anything and uh, nothing. So we're on our own. And... So what, how old are you at this point when you... I was when eight. 
Oh, eight, 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 okay, eight. coming to Phoenix, you're eight. No, no, I was 15. Okay, 15. 15. Right, yeah, yeah, I lived in El Paso for seven right. years. Yeah. And but, while, but real quick, while I was there, I met this guy. His name was Juan Ayala. And uh, like I said, just smarter than the average cat. Yeah. Well, he, he went on in uh, 1977. He joined the United States Marine Corps. And uh, we kind of kept in touch along the way, and then we lost touch. And about, I got moved down to admin in 2001. This thing called uh, MySpace. My, what was that called? First. Yeah, MySpace, I think. Yeah. Was that uh-huh. what it was? Yeah, I think that yeah. popped. That came to be, was that in the early 2000s? Uh huh. That showed up, and I started looking for people. Right. And I find him. And I'd heard rumor that he was ranked pretty high, but I didn't know for sure. Sure as heck, he was, uh, he, he was a two star general by then. He was smarter than the yeah, average cat. Yeah, smarter than the yeah. average cat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, so we, we, when I was at Admin, we came by, we, we, he, we hooked up. He was actually staying out at Luke, and this was uh, 10. And I went and saw him in uh, California. He got promoted uh, to the base commander. Wow. Yeah, and they had airplane jets. Got it. Yeah, the whole thing. Average. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I took my son. It was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, when I moved to Phoenix, uh, with a lot of anger, a lot of anger issues. We did some things over there in, in, in a border town. If anybody out there is from a border town, it's different to then than it is now. Way, way, way different. You, you can't do what I did. Um, you know, the underage partying across the border was what you did. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. You, you, yep. Seriously, uh, Takati beer yeah. or, or Dos Equis uh-huh. was a 25 cents. And giddy up. Uh, giddy up. And a shot of tequila was uh, 35. Uh, and that was in 74. And there were some other things available to young men that were. Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm tracking. That, and, uh, and, you, and a smart tax cab driver was uh, very, very willing to help you out. So what, what, what we did is we were, we were on our, nobody drove yet. And uh, we'd go out collecting bottles, Coke bottles. Yeah. For drinking money. In uh, Juarez, you figure you know he's five dollar five cents a, a Coke bottle, get a case of them. It's a couple shots of tequila, and you're on your way. It really it, sure, yeah. And then I totally get it. And I and I didn't have the chance to make it, tell my mom I was sorry, but I did steal my lunch money and pocket that. <laughs> so that was, Save it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So every Saturday, not every Saturday, quite a few Saturdays, we load up. Uh, and and get on the bus. We ride the. I was city, gonna say, how do you how did you cross city, the border? City bus. We'd ride it down, oh, and you could okay. walk across the border. Got it. All uh, right. And it was way less than it is now. Yeah. Way, no. Way, no way. showing IDs. No. Not, nothing. Right. Coming back, you still had to say U.S. And my friends always got caught up because they were Latinos. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. Right. I had blonde hair, and I just walk right through. Sure. Drunk, most of the time. Yeah. And <laughs> I still <laughs> come across. I just can't believe that. And then we get on the bus and ride home. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a great, great deal for 14, 15-year-old boys. Yeah, I can, was a I great can see deal. it, yeah. It was a great deal, um, and and that's where everybody went. You went over there, and and back in the day, and when I moved to Phoenix, I found out they had a thing called uh, Boondockers out in the desert, they live bands and oh, keggers. Yeah. keggers. Uh-huh. Well, they, we did that, but it was across the border. Now, you can't do that now. It's unsafe, so I hear. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I wouldn't recommend that to people because there's a lot of stuff going on down there anyway but also on the on the real side of it shopping over there for normal people you we i would go over there like you would your parents and you go shopping yeah 
groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was discounted immensely. You get great food. I don't know the culture. I just like the culture. I always have. You bet. And uh, I got along over there fine. Um, I, you know, uh, learning Spanish in school was required uh, from second grade into eighth grade. Of course, I didn't pay it all the attention I should have. I was a, really I was a terrible student. Um, I, w- I just was. Uh, I was uh, always in trouble doing something. Spit wads. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Airplanes, <laughs> and I, and all through, and remember, I didn't have a dad, so I, normally I didn't get whooped when I got home, like most kids do. So they'd whoop me there, and uh, and they were loud, back in the day. All mm-hmm. right. So this public school, by the way. Right. And they uh, they they would paddle you with a wooden board that had holes in it, and when I graduated eighth grade, the principals gave me the paddle. Because it had been on my ass. Yeah, it fit you. I swear. (laughs) And and so Uh, I I remember countless times they'd call my mother at work. Like I said, she was a nurse. And she'd just, they'd hold the receiver up and they'd say, beat the hell out of him. And and that's just how it was back in the, it never got my attention. Yeah. (laughs) It's just part of it, right? Yeah. You just dealt with it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and what was odd. Well, all of all of my group of friends, I was the only one that was getting swatted. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't do it, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I, I seemed to, the light was always shining on me. <laughs> first time you get in trouble, you're always the guy they're going to pick out next. Mm-hmm. The first time, you know? Yeah. So if something goes down, they're going to find you first. Got it. And, and that's weird, and I hate, it's, it followed me around. It was, I was like lioness. It's a little black cloud. <laughs> and I I mean, seriously, I was always getting caught. Everything I did, I got caught. And f- my butt was sore. Um, I was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got in fights. And, you know, there weren't knife and guns. And then we, they, back yeah, in we're the day, beating each other up. Yeah, back yep. in, well, they, yep. they used to go out and let, let you wrestle at the park. And, mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. anyway, um, I, I I get to Phoenix, I'm an angry, angry young man. I was 15 years old, angry, angry. And I'm angry at being, remember what I had in El Paso Juarez, and then I come here and that's all taken away. Sure. And my parents, I, I, I wouldn't even talk to my dad, my stepfather. Uh, I was so angry at him. And I end up uh, hanging around with some people. I don't know why, I don't know how. And uh, we went out to one of them boondockers out there. Yeah. So and we're both uh, Shadow Mountain graduates. Right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I, Shadow Mountain opened in 74, and I was the first class to go there. Oh, wow, okay. I, yeah. didn't know, I did not know that. Yeah, right. I was gonna, supposed to go to Paradise Valley, uh-huh. and I was riding my 10-speed <laughs> one day, and I was heading south on Shea, on 32nd Street, got to Shea, and went to McDonald's, had a, something, yeah. and I turned uh, west on Shea Boulevard for the heck of it. I don't even know why, and I saw this school under construction. Told my mom when she got home, we drove up there and I got enrolled. Oh, right Me and on. my sister. My sister was a uh, year younger, so she's freshman and sophomore. Okay. But prior to that day, I was going to go to Paradise Valley. Ah, okay. Got it. Uh, that we didn't know. Yeah. Because that was there was nothing out there then. Right, right. And the the the, um, the neighborhood that I lived in was brand new. It was about 32nd Street in Choya. Oh, I and know it's it gone is. now from the 51. Well, most of it is. Yeah. But all those track homes, they just serpentine them all the way up to 
uh, Roadrunner Park. So Roadrunner Park was where I was hanging out at. Nice. Yep. And there was some nefarious. I might have hung out in that park oh, a little too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, some nefarious <laughs> folks go up there. And, uh, you know, it wasn't bad. We weren't, we weren't doing anything bad. We were just drinking. Yeah, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Yeah. So uh, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. That I, I, didn't th- I, I was probably drinking a little bit too much then because I had nothing to do. Um, were you into sports? Uh, yeah, I was playing baseball okay. in, in football down in El Paso. Got it. And actually, I was in the marching band. Okay. Uh, and that's where I met General Ayala. Oh, okay. No he, kidding. He, he was, yeah, he was in the marching band, which is, he was phenomenal at it. And um, I didn't play football there because I was a little, I thought I was too small. And then I moved to Phoenix, and they only have two classes. I didn't see the juniors and seniors. Got or it. I would have probably chickened out. I, I, you know, and I joined the football team uh, in uh, August of 74. And okay. uh, welcome to the jungle, the heat, not doing anything for a whole summer. Oh, yeah. August it, football practice. Yeah, it was way well, different. How fun is that? <laughs> way different. Yeah. I, I, they told me it was hot here. I didn't believe them. We, when we moved here, we moved to the John F. Long home at 36th Street in Thunderbird. Okay. And it had swamp cooler. And th- yeah, that was... And we were setting records in '74, like we are now. Sweet, and it, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, and that, that that increased the anger now. Yeah, uh, okay. I get it. I yep. was just and more pissed, more pissed, and 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 obviously what 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 happened for me, and I didn't know it till very later on. The alcohol when I was drinking calmed that down a little bit. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So put that off to the side, mm-hmm. and uh, just a little bit, not a lot, and. Uh, um, so that was it. So I joined the football team. Um, tell me where you want me to go. No, you're going. This is great. You're going you exactly want, where we are. Oh, you want me yeah. to talk about something else? No, no. Huh? I, I like. Well, you you tell me. Okay. I I got. I, I will. What's I, important right now to you okay. or at this point in your well, life? What happened? I told everybody that was, you know, doing the partying routine, and I, and I I was over there with the nefarious characters, and I went out to a, a boondocker kegger whatever they had a live band the whole deal yeah and i ended up ending back up at a house and um so i said some things i i'm pretty sure i was 15 i was not afraid of altercations i wasn't out looking for them i just they happened the cloud yeah right and i i ended up uh landing a lucky punch and i put a guy in the hospital and uh it wasn't a very good feeling Mm -hmm. and uh so i i uh I, I quit drinking because I knew it, it, it. So it was, bu- that bugged you at the time? Then. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was 15. And I, I didn't touch any alcohol. I knew that had something to do with it, but I didn't know why. Interesting. Um, when I was 15. Yeah. So I, I shut her down. And uh, my life was threatened a couple times. So um, I had to be wary of who I was talking to, how my routes to and from school. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was a, uh, an angel. Uh, no, not that bad. But I was <laughs> a good kid. Yeah. Um, that my sophomore year. And then one day it, as it was spring break time and the guys had a bottle out, uh, and I started again, not every day, just mm-hmm. it kicked it off again. Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, you know, I went, I played football my junior year. Uh, oh, and I had real long hair. That was another thing I was, a. will show you a picture in a minute. I had long hair. Okay. Texas Cowboys, they didn't like it. 
Yeah. And that was caused some altercations. But nineteen seventy four, that long hair was not out of the no out of the norm, right? But there it was. Oh, in Texas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. And that because there was I was out in the farmland kind of area. Okay. And I grew it because my stepdad used to cut it, shave it. Now look at me, I got mm-hmm. short hair. Yeah. Weird how life is. And uh anyway, that more anger. That's why I grew it out. So and well, I remember one night he came at me with the buzzer and I took off and just didn't come home for three, four, five hours. Mm-hmm. Took mm-hmm. over a haircut. Yeah. That's just how we, I was. Yeah. And I think that that's for 16, 15, 16 year old boys. It's not out of the, no, it's not out, out of the norm. Right. I, I, I needed something constructive. Right. Right. And when I met the general, he was one, he set me straight and, uh, he, you know, if I got out of line, and he he put me back in check real pretty quick, and that, that's why I those, didn't know why I liked him. But I that's why those I friends matter, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so um, anyway, so I, I I my sophomore year, I don't touch the alcohol. I'm pretty I'm really good. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and uh, the, the alcohol showed up again, and I didn't know it, but alcohol was soon to turn out to be my nemesis. Um, I didn't know it. I mm-hmm. knew something was up, ding, 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 but I couldn't put my thumb on it. I right. just couldn't. And it made me feel different, and I could actually literally walk across the dance floor and ask a girl to dance. Without it, no way. Right. No way. Right. It ain't going to happen. So um, I was pretty calm. My junior year, we had a good time, you know, starting to meet the guys on the team, blah, blah, blah. Um, about that time, I, I started looking at the fire department. I was riding my 10-speed again. Okay. South and 32nd Street from Thunderbird. Yeah. All right. On the east side of the road, and engine 27 was pulled over out on the apron. It was rig day. And <laughs> they were in my way. <laughs> so I got there, and they were out there. So I talked to them. Hey, how you guys doing? And one thing led to the other, and they kind of said, you can come by whenever you want. You know how we yeah. do that. We've done that with... 27's hundreds. fairly new at this point, right? That's It, it uh, wasn't probably, an old station, No, right? probably five, maybe yeah. maybe five years old. Okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe not even that. Yeah, very, very, but a very slow retirement, all the guys are shooting uh-huh. out there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, that was in the back of my mind. I thought, well, that's a cool job. And uh, just, what else could I do? But that was, a, I just, I don't know, even know why I was thinking like that. Well, I was. So uh, high school um, in 76, let's see, it was my junior year. Um, we're out partying, uh, the, me and the fellas. And I get behind the wheel and I get pulled over for DUI. And this is way in the 70s. Sure, yeah. It, they, so they wrote it off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quit again. They call, they call home? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I figured that was <laughs> they, yeah, they, that was probably the worst thing for a lot of kids. No, anyway. the worst thing was they called football coach. Oh, that got was, it. That was the worst. So. Yeah, got it. So um, we used to go out at a place called the Monument out there by Shadow Mountain, uh, south of Mountain View, on the preserve. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, so that was my worst fear was them calling a coach, and, and it was a lot different then. Yeah, you know, a lot different. Because parents could drink in the stands and nobody said anything, not anymore. Yeah, that is a different environment. That, that yeah. different environment. Yep. It, just, it, it just is. So I quit again. Um, again, something's up. Me and the drinking. 
it's not working out too well mm -hmm. in a year. And I just couldn't. If I'd had somebody maybe intervene and tell me, Jeff, maybe not, not a drink because it's kicking your ass. Right? Just yeah. like maybe if somebody told me that. Um, I maybe would have believed. I don't know. I don't know. But I, do you think at that point that many of those conversations happened with anybody or for anybody? No, because I don't know that I don't know that it was we recognized in that point just in general that alcohol no. does that to folks or creates that issue for folks. No, no, especially the youngsters. Right. Yeah, no, I. But I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I I got I I graduated high school. Luckily, um. I didn't get any SWATs then. That's nice. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, I went to school, which is weird. I showed up, and especially during football season, and the parents or the coaches and the teachers all wished that football season was year-round so that I'd behave. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh -huh. we, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I graduated. I went to college for a year at FCC right down the street here. Yeah. Play football on a scholarship. Uh, I didn't have any money. It didn't work out too well. Um, you were an artichoke. Yes, I was. <laughs> nice. Yes, I was. Nineteen seventy-seven. Nice. Yeah, not Scottsdale artichoke. Uh -huh. And I, I had that was another whole another thing, and it, and it didn't work out too well. First of all, I didn't have any money. My parents didn't. Um, my stepdad. He said if I went to school, though, he would pay my auto insurance. So I did do that for five months. Okay. And then I said I can't handle it. Uh, no money. So I went out and I got a job. I was a dishwasher, and it was a restaurant at 32nd Street in T-Bird called Mickey's. Okay. It's the old, old-fashioned old breakfast house now, old, something like that. Okay. But I opened it. It was brand new in 78, wow. and uh, three bucks an hour. Washed the dishes. Wow. But, man, I was living at home. I was okay, uh -huh. making a buck 20 a week, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> drinking was, yeah, sort of, nothing major. Um, then about a year later, I met a girl, and... Uh, she, for one, she was totally opposite of that crowd. I don't know why. Um, but she wasn't into that stuff. So, mm -hmm. man, I, my drinking went to nothing. Um, maybe on the weekends. I, it didn't bother me either way. Right. And uh, I started playing a sport called rugby. And uh, I was quite good at it, actually, because I didn't care. I just go out there and get whacked. Right. And uh, I just, I, it was a good sport for me. A lot of drinking in rugby. But, you know, that was okay. I think it's a British sport, so yes, yeah, it, it makes is. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not afraid. No, and that drinking beer, those guys ain't drinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how they play. Yeah. So, you know, they open up the pub. They used to, the field I played on was 59th Thunderbird. It's, it was the uh, International School of Management then. Oh, now, yeah. Now uh -huh. it's Arizona Christian College. Yeah. Well, they had a little pub there on, on, after the, the games, and it was, you know, anyway. So uh, nothing, it was doing well, I, really. And then the fire department thing hit me again. And by that time, I, I got a job dr delivering parts for a machine shop. And uh, they wanted me to run a lathe and another thing, and I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't sit still and, and watch a thing eat a part up. Yeah, that takes, takes a lot of patience to sit there, right? I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. Um, I just was not cut out for that. Got it. So the boss, thank God, pulls me aside. And says, You're not cut out for that stuff. I got another job for you. 
and uh, he's a dear friend of mine to this day. Why don't you drive the truck? It's just, and go pick up. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I and I and I liked it, and I fit right in on it. So good for him bit, for not giving up on you. <laughs> well, yeah, I was a friend of the family. So, uh, as a matter of fact, um, later on, his um, daughter was married to Tim London. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I know I I know her then. Yeah. Yeah, you uh-huh. do. Yeah. Yep. So that's we knew them in high school. They're shut them out. Got it. Got it. She's okay. Shut them out. So. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's why I got the job. It was a nema- uh, what do they call it? Not nemesis. Uh, nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> nemesis. So it may be a little bit of that. Yeah. But I got the job. It was three bucks an hour. Um, and so I, I, I decided I want to be a firefighter about that time. And uh, because I was delivering, I was able to stop into stations along my route. Okay. Here in 21, because I, I go that way. And, yeah. Uh, some along, most along the freeway, and uh, start talking and interacting and learning and when to fill out the thing and you know and I, I bought a book the uh, the book the IFSTA book oh okay yeah yeah I bought uh-huh. that the fundamentals the or fundamentals whatever it was. of yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely uh-huh. I bought that at, maybe I bought it at the Phoenix College bookstore or something I I don't know yeah it sounds like the big place you'd get it yeah, yeah. maybe I uh-huh. guess. Uh, signed, I enrolled in EMT, paid for it with my own money. Um, guy on Rescue 3 was the instructor's name, was Ken McGlory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ken yeah, McGlory, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, uh-huh. and uh, I smoked it. You know, I, I, got a, I got an A in the class. And matter of fact, I was playing rugby one day, and uh, there's a ball loose, and, and we're, me and this other guy are both from the other team. We're both going for it, and we butted heads. And it split my left eye. Zoo. Like a boxer, you see him, they just split. Yeah. And the guy, hey man, I'm sorry. I go, what? <laughs> I can't see. And so I reach up there, and man, I'm freaking nice one, nice one. So I have to pinch it to stop the bleeding. And uh, I go out of the ER, and there's about <laughs> 10 other rugby players in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tournament right over here. Okay. Uh, there's a big park over here. I don't know what it's called. Um, not the town like the one there, but anyway, we were at Tempe St. Luke's. <laughs> it was full of uh, rugby players. And, you know, and in that night, as a matter of fact, I had my EMT uh, rotation at John C. Lincoln. At, I did the, I chose the graveyard. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. Do they still, they probably still do that. Yeah, they still go to ER. Oh, yeah, they do? do okay. Clinicals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. clinical, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had my, my uh, clinical that night. <laughs> I remember. My, by that time, my eye had swollen shut, and I, I think I had 12 <laughs> sutures. It, so I looked like somebody beat me with a ball bat. I really did. And I remember it was several uh, patients that came in, and I go to take their BP. And, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Let's switch chairs. I'm working off my bill. <laughs> working off the bill. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And, and uh, well, the, the following Monday, I had, had uh, EMT class, and, and Ken McGlory pulled me up there as a show and tell piece, and what this is what happens, and this is this, and I didn't care. And then, as a matter of fact, uh, the following week, it was ten days since I had the sutures, so he took them out for me in class. Oh, nice. It was free. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't yeah. have the money to pay for that <laughs> stuff. And uh, so anyway, um, in 1980, um, I'm do I'm still with that gal. We've moved in together. Uh, I'm domesticating. Uh, I'm calmed down, best you could say, and uh, 
I don't know, Gomeski, that's a big word. And yeah, and uh, 80, I take the written. And I didn't do too well, but I passed. Mm -hmm. For me, that's about a bing. Yeah. And uh, so the, the whole year goes by, 80's going by. I'm still playing rugby, still working, uh, d just doing the deal. And the, the drinking, I'm not even talking about because it, it wasn't even an issue. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I might have gone months without drinking. I might have because I don't recall later on my family even mentioning that era to me. Got it. You know, you know, yeah, usually no, they, tracking, all, they, yeah. they remember. Sure, sure. And uh, so I, anyway, I get to uh, uh, the, the testing process is about ready to start again in 81. And uh, so I send in my packet and I'm getting studying again. And boom, I get an oral card. And I thought it was a joke. So I called the city. Well, I didn't know. I, you know. Yeah. And they said, yeah, you got an oral scheduled for whatever day it was. And I, I said, oh, so I had to get time off from work and I, I, I couldn't wear suits because I did, I don't know. So I wore something nice, but my hands were beat to shit from working in that, you know, I wore gloves, but they were just dirty nails. Mm -hmm. I couldn't clean them. I tried, I tried right. scrubbing them. They were just there. And, uh, I think making meatloaf is the only thing that cleans your fingers that good. Uh, yeah. We but like are you going to serve it too? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, on my oral board was, uh, it was, uh, LB Bouchon chief yep. senior. Um, Bob Gomez and Jerry Rockwitz. Okay. And uh, I, I didn't know these guys. I didn't know anybody. And I just went in there, and, and I'll never forget some one question they asked me. Uh, and I, I, LB was eating sunflower seeds, throwing them in the trash can, not even looking at me. And I answered the question, and I'll never forget, he spun around in his chair. And he stood up, and he pointed right at me like a football coach. I had guys in my face my whole life, so it didn't really bother me. Uh-huh. What would you really do? And I said, you know, that's all I do. And thank God that's all I would. It was something about going in, two in, two out. Would I tap my partner and leave if I ran out of air? And that's what they read off to me. And I said, yeah, because I didn't know any better. You know, nowadays. Sure, yeah. I, I didn't, I, yes, sir, I'd go. No, come on, man. It's me and you. What would you really? I said, I'd tap my buddy and leave. So a couple of days, I go by. I was talking a lot, 27. And I go by 27. And I tell him how I think I did. And I, I get home, this before social media and all that. My girlfriend at the time, she's, ah, where you been, where you been? I said, what? She said, some guy called from the fire department. What? Oh, no, what do I do now? Because, <laughs> man, those phone calls were always bad to me. So I call, and I, it was LB Jr. that answered. He was probably 10 <laughs> or 12. <laughs> he's picking up the phone for his yeah, dad. Yeah, we had, <laughs> and, hey, we shot him. <laughs> and uh, he's awesome. probably as old as my grandson. <laughs> And so I, Elby was a captain then, and I, I said, yeah, this is Jeff Griffin. He goes, uh, were you sitting down? I go, no. He goes, you better. I go, okay. So I sit down, yeah. and he goes, you've been selected. And I said, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I, was, I didn't have anybody on the job. I knew yeah. nobody. Yeah. I just didn't know what that meant. Selected for what? I, I didn't know. And he goes, you've been selected to go through the Phoenix Fire Academy. And I go, you mean I've been hired on the for the fire department? He goes, yeah. And I, you know, I went nuts. <coughs> and uh, so I started the academy, um, put in my notice, did it by the book, put in my cat, uh, my uh, started the academy four six of nineteen eighty one. You have an illustrious recruit. Uh, your your classmates. Yes. Of that that uh, your yep. recruit class, I know 
quite a few of them. That's yep. a that uh, Khrushchev. As Dennis Hilburn would say, that's a mixed bag of nuts. That's a, well, that's a <laughs> nut bag of mix. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I, I was elated. Yeah. Uh, um, in fact, I, I ran into a couple fellows that I played ball with at Scottsdale. They were in there, Big Grizz Wally and uh, Pat Volume Wally. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, anyway, so we had 25 guys in there or something like that. Yeah. And you know, and this I, was about strike time, right? Uh, there was oh, just a little bit after. Okay, it, it, yeah. but it was still out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was still out there. But what was significant about when I got hired is they, because it was still very new, was Dale Lockett had just died, and I okay. had he Dale Lockett died August fourth, nineteen seventy four, or August fifth, uh-huh. and he wasn't wearing his SCBA. Right. Yeah. On the roof that day. Mm-hmm. That was not a requirement of the Phoenix Fire Department. Yep. Okay. Alan Brunacini was the fire chief then and, and had been for uh, three or four years. Yeah, I think he started in 78. 78, yep. right. So um, Alan Brunacini was the fire. And and the fire chief, I knew of his name, like you. Sure. And saw him once, maybe during the academy or twice. Maybe once, just when the graduation. Right. That's all the time I that's all I ever knew that guy by. And uh, I had no idea that he was involved in what he was involved in. Well, he, uh, D- Dale died, and they, they came in, and they, they said that we're going to make these recommendations, and, and we suggest that you follow them. And one was wearing an SCBA all the time. And the way I learned it was in contaminated after possibly or anywhere. That's Still fire. written that way in it's volume two today. Volume two this day. Yep. Okay. So we, you know, we had to tattoo that on ourselves, and it was no. We were working on the grinder, um, doing hose lace and what evolutions in the morning. That's what you did. You put your bottle on, mm-hmm. and it was, it's kind of almost, sorta, like the mask thing now. Almost, it was. We're the yeah. ones going to do it. I don't like to get in that controversy, but that's kind of what it was to sure. the fire service. Got it. You're going to wear your mask, or you're going to wear your bottle. And that's kind of how it was received as well. <laughs> uh, there was a yep. lot of pushback uh, from guys doing it. And, there, and, and as a matter of fact, even when I got out in the field, there was a lot of guys not wearing them. And, and that's, that's change. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Change, so. so anyway, I, I abided by the rules. I never, uh, my, I did my rotation. Um, I did uh, Station 5, old Station 5. I did... Uh, what, what shift did you go out on? I Josh? went on the C group. On C, okay. o- Only because of... 27, that's who I was talking to. That's who oh, I okay. met yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's, so that's who you knew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Fredo. I don't know if you remember Legendary. I, I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the top clown of the fire department ever. Um, he could pull more tricks than anybody. <laughs> and I was I was uh, subject to many of those. <laughs> and uh, even, as, uh, not, even as not hired. Hi. <laughs> How are you? And I was, I was a... Not even, I was a civilian. He was pulling them on. <laughs> oh, well. So uh, uh, that was, I was. Was Plap up there then? Yes, too? correct. That's who I met. Okay. Him and uh, Fredo. Got it. That is correct. Man. And, and, he was uh, here for a long for a time. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that's why I picked it. And then when I was, you know, going through my oral process and this and that, that's who the guys I went and talked to. I don't know why. Like I said, I knew nobody. It I, doesn't I, matter, yeah, right? They, it's they, awesome. Yeah, they didn't have groups then and yeah, uh, study guy, whatever stuff. Uh-huh. And so I, that, I just, that's what I, I was totally raw. 
I was about as raw as you can get. Right on. Well, well so, uh, well, Jeff, this is Brandon. Brandon, hi, this is Brandon. Jeff. I've been in the bathroom the whole time. Man, I got a horrible stomach ache. <laughs> Good for you. you okay? <laughs> Sorry. It's <Sorry. laughs> a long one. Yeah, the bathroom. Right. I was like, man, the bathroom. I'm a B-shifter. So. Oh, oh, how's, the, how, how's the bathroom? Uh, it's going to need some work, up. for sure. Yeah. Well, you're in the right work. place. Yeah. They build homes here. <laughs> we got to get a discount on the toilet. C-shift comes in tomorrow, so they should be able to clean that thing up for us. Oh, yeah. Just and by the way, I'm a great toilet cleaner from being on Seashore. <laughs> no, really. I'm, I'll show it. I got proof. Perfect. I got proof. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. We like to leave those for C-shifts. No, yeah. you ought to see it. No, I got I got proof. That's outstanding. I got an accommodation for that. Nice. <laughs> no, oh, no shit. For reals. I got it right here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who gave that to you? The AutoZone. The AutoZone. Yeah. See? Your, yeah. Fire, the, your, yeah, your, your fire service skills paid yeah, off. Absolutely. Selling I, everywhere. I, yeah. It's phenomenal. That's yeah, outstanding. Yeah. And, and, but it's kind of a thing for me. I, I just like yeah. clean bathrooms. But I don't know why. No, but I, I'm I tracking. Clean, well, I clean bathrooms as a dishwasher. And, okay. And then when I went to the machine shop, the same thing. And the boss kind of liked it. So, I bet he did, yeah. Yeah. So in a machine shop, you can imagine how dirty everything is. Oh, yeah. I've not been in a few of those. There, not <laughs> when I was there. It was few. Yeah. yeah. You walk in that, you're thinking that, you know. Taj Mahal, tell, tell you what. So. Right on. Anyway. Well, so, uh, we are just talking. Jeff had kind of gone through, uh, you know, uh, his early years and did, just now getting hired, getting into the academy, going out into the field on C-Shift. Nice. On the C-Group. Yep. And and I, 1981. 1981. So I hit the field, Engine 5, uh, in uh, July of 1981. Uh, who was the captain there? Carl O'Hara. Okay. Yeah, he's passed now. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it, it was old five, yep. 14th Street, Thomas. Yeah. And so I did my rotation there, and we had a, we didn't have anything, we had a couple significant fires. Had one where a gal's name was Susan Smith. I don't know why I even remember that. She was a reporter for Channel 3. And she, uh, she was on vacation, came home uh, to her condo. Yeah. So it was over in 12's area. And she uh, turned on something, and, and the gas was leaking. They Southwest, it was, uh, they had rerouted some gas mains, pipes, uh-huh. under her, the footer of her wall, and they didn't seal it correctly. And that gas had seeped up through the ground, and it was in her house. She, boom, and it blew up. And wow. She's been on the news a couple times. She's severely burned. Right. That was my first working fire. Of course, when I was taking the plug, uh, you know, I was backing up with it, and the engine fire's driving up, and I trip over something. <laughs> Of course. You're on T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The engineer Standard. can't even Standard. drive because he's yeah. laughing so hard. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. He said, never seen a booter do that anyway. <laughs> that, I get that yeah. so many times. So, And then we had the second one uh, was a co-op fire at 16th Street in Jackson. Yeah. And uh, that they that was a big boy. They were rerouting planes. And and uh, I'll remember, we went on the second, I think. and Yeah, second. And uh, we had a hand jack aligned to uh, engine somebody. Uh-huh. And so I'm jacked up, right? I'm flying. It's 105 out. I'm flying. I mean, I am. I'm literally flying. And uh, <laughs> then we have to extend a two and a half to the south side and force entry. <laughs> I'm running with this two and a half and this old firefighter's walking with, no, with just regular stuff. And he goes, hey, where are you going? 
I said, you know, burn it. I got to put this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He says, you're going to put that out with this. <laughs> the fuck? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, Watch I am. me. Yeah. So yeah. we force entry into the fence, and then I'm sitting on a pressure loop, and I start weeble wobbling. I'm going, uh-huh. I'm going down. <laughs> sucking the masses, puffing on me, and, and it's getting close to my nose. And I said, uh-oh. And uh, go figure, though, me, okay, my first big fire. I get tapped out. They send me over, get cooled off, and they didn't have all the stuff they do now. <laughs> you know, because that's the back when men were men, and yeah, the sheep were scared, <laughs> very, <laughs> very scared. <laughs> and and so I cool anyway, but uh, that was anyway. So then I, my next booter station was station one. Okay, and uh, the big house. The big house. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty uh, intimidating thinking about the big house. So Down. I'm thinking, who's working there? Is Pacari? Uh, there was the days of no, Gary Pacari uh, and those guys. My captain was Fred Demas. Okay, Fred had gotten there at that point. Okay. Yeah, solid. And uh, Jim Montgomery and and George Pelly. Oh yeah. On, <laughs> on engine one, and uh, so you know you're a booter, 16 guys there. It's very intimidating. Very, it is. And I nobody. It's a huge sewing circle. Yeah. It's gigantic. And and no yeah, <laughs> now it is. Yeah. And and, and nobody circle. You know, here's what what's funny about it. nobody ever told you or taught you how to slide down a pole. Yeah, nobody. there's yeah, no class no, in the academy. No class, yeah. No, no class. <laughs> yeah. So I'm literally as we're getting calls, I'm running up and down the stairs. I swear to God. <laughs> and uh I've just that's what I was doing because I was too I didn't know. So finally I got forced into it and I'm and they're pushing me. Get down, you son of a bitch. And and finally I figured it out on my own. You know, I saw guys going down with cups of coffee and upside down, a couple guys yeah. going upside down and, and uh okay, I guess it's so I got pretty comfortable with it and found out you don't do it when you get out of the shower because you go right to the ground. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and the, there was another crew shift there called the B group. And there was always something common, going on. Common criminals. Common yeah. criminals. Lazy just, as fuck. Uh, yeah, well, there was Lazy. bombs going off. There was bugs. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was uh-huh. crazy. Crazy. Who was there and, on B-Shift? Uh, as the captains? Yeah. Or yeah. whoever. Uh, Joe Petrucci. Yeah, Joe. Um, uh, engine 2 was Dick Panther. And ladder 1 was a guy by the name Mike Woolsey. Very, very yeah. smart ladder captain. Oh, very, yeah, very, very, very top notch. Dick Mike. Panther. That's like a porn name. That's a pretty <laughs> yeah, sweet name. Was, yeah. That's a yeah. fireman's name That's right there. Fire, yeah. Yeah. I'm Dick Panther. Oh, he, <laughs> was a ba- he was a battle captain, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, was smaller. he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whose yeah. uh, mustache was, was better? Yours or? Oh, he has. When, then? Yeah, back then. I didn't have one. Oh, no? I was 22. I still can't grow one. I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying since uh, 1975 to grow this one. Oh, well, it took me a while. <laughs> they, when I tried in at Station 1, as a matter of fact, you bring that up. It's like, hey, I was sitting down at lunch. <laughs> hey, Booter, yeah, what, what kind of mustache you growing there? And I go, what? They go, what, 11 on each side? I, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fuckers. So, um, anyway, so I, I, you know, I was, I was at home at Station One, though, actually. They had a thing down there called the weight room. And uh, somehow, for whatever reason, that is something I can do right. And That's where your son gets it from. Correct. Yeah. And that was something that I didn't know till I started getting out of school and started tickering around with it, I could bench press. And I, you know, all the short arms, all that. Yes, correct. So one day, it, I was I worked out on when I got off, and one day I'm working in A-Dub on B-Shift, and they're talking about the booter. 
convinced. And I, oh, shit, I don't want to do it. Please don't. And David Fisher, actually. Yeah. And, and another really strong man. Yes. And he starts with Frank Zelzinski. That's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, I, my mouth is shut. These are guys, these are really legitimate knuckle draggers. Oh, legitimate. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100, uh-huh. Right? Meat right? eaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with, with no, just sear it. 30 <laughs> seconds each side. And if that. So they said, well, it's going to the damn weight room. Please don't, please don't. And they make me go on there. So I go down there and we start this bench off. Pants on or pants off? <laughs> well, back in those days, well, it was mostly, it was nut huggers. <laughs> the shorts we were wearing. With the white piping? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So, anyway, I, I, I ended up winning at that day. I did 455 pounds. Yeah, raw, yeah. raw, yeah. nothing, just straight up straight raw. Straight up, bro. That's pretty good. And then the B-shifter said I could come on their ship. Oh, yeah, oh. That was Wow, you head. passed the test. Yeah, I passed the test. <laughs> Didn't matter what else kind of stuff I did, uh-huh. but I could bench. Was Tim and Joe and no, all those they guys all involved? They were all watching me. Oh, they were okay. watching me. Oh, I bet. That's and pressure. They, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I was oh, Billy Shields, Dave Fisher. They all kept up with me, and yeah. I don't know why, but I, I got over the hump, and they put on um, – the four four plates and Billy did it, and I think Fish did it, and then I, I said, "Good, I did it." And I got out. I was going to walk away. They go, "I put some more on." No, I don't want. So I'd never done it, and they put the fit five, the twenty fives on it. Fifty blew, pound I, jump on the bench, no big I deal. I blew it yeah. up, and I blew it up. Yeah, yeah it was right on. It was something wrong there. <laughs> and, I just stood uh, up and went. Not feeling so good today, but yeah. Yeah. I know I was a little tired. Yeah, yeah, a little tired. tired. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. So. <laughs> I didn't do that. So <laughs> usually I hit this for a triple. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then I saw him talking. Yeah, this guy, man, he's okay. So, but it was I was about um, see, so yeah, I had about ten months maybe. Yeah, I was all close to getting my year on. We get dispatched to a fire at Third Street in Willetta, and uh, I was on the ladder one and. We're in the balance, and we get there, and uh, ladder force in the process of putting up their, their bucket, and it's venting out of a, a little area, but not it was a single story commercial building with, with a tile roof. Weird, and they I hear the traffic, and I don't know because I'm a stupid booter. I don't know, and all of a sudden I hear ladder one go and do salvage. Okay, so we get the old red salvage covers. I don't know if you guys even have those anymore. Yeah. Yep. Do we have them anymore? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah we do. Sometimes the red ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They may still be the ones that have been around <laughs> for 30 years. Yeah. Okay, so I grab one. I think I put, I don't know, hit my axe like I was supposed to, and and we go. Smoke, eh, okay. Um, nothing big, but maskable. Yeah. Um, we, we go in this one office like we are here. And we're piling everything in the middle, and we're throwing it. About that time, I hear emergency traffic. And I didn't know it till later. I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And one of the engine captains says, get out. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm in the back of the room. And, and I don't know what that means. Yeah. You, uh, I'm brand new. So everybody starts filing out. <coughs> they hang a left. <coughs> I'm the last one out of this room. And I come out, and I hang a left, and I hear it crack. And I look over to my right, and the cap- engine captain was on the radio screaming emergency traffic, and it it snapped and bat- ball batted him against the wall. I, I see this with my own eye. Well, what in the hell is that? Knocks his mask off. 
all the fire came down with it. So it wasn't burning like smoky, but all the fire came. So I grab him like you would, right? And I mm-hmm. kind of push him where I was, nothing hit me. And he's coughing, pointing down the hallway. And I stuck, I stick my head around the corner, and there's a guy down, a firefighter down, uh, Keenan Healy. He just retired. He's 45 years on the job. Yeah, yeah. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Station one, engine on one. engine one the whole time. The engine one the whole yeah. time. Yeah, C-shift, right? Yep. You're correct. Yeah, awesome yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got to meet him. Yeah. Yep. So he's down. I I look up. The roof's gone. Did, Fire, something, did something hit him, Jeff? Yeah, the lath and plaster. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah, it was lath and plaster. Bloom in the tiles. So I think he's screwing around. I don't know why I think that. Because it's B-shift. No, yeah. It's so I, go, I run <laughs> over. I go over there. I, I'm hugging the wall. And he's out on Concho. So I grab his tank, and he won't budge. So I finally, I just literally, I deadlifted him. And I get him out. I get him moving. He kind of starts to wake up, and he's helping me push with his heat. And as I round the corner, here they come with a straight stream. Boom. <laughs> they nailed me. Because <laughs> <laughs> now they got guys lost and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's no Maydays then, this one. And that was probably my first experience at a Mayday. So I, I, they take him from me, and I kind of wa- wind my way outside. And Who else can I save today? Got yeah. two down. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, Who else needs some help? guess who's waiting for me outside? Fred Demas. And he is pissed. He's got the other the crew members, where's the booter, and I come walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is just livid. I get it, too. Yeah. And I've seen that. It's yeah, something to see. Yeah, yeah. Something to uh-huh. see. That's yeah. where he was. Yep. So I remember loading holes on engine four or three or something, and he says, let's go. And to the crew, oh, shit, I'm done. Yeah, well, I made it 10 months. That's, to me, that's pretty good. Mm. Haven't <laughs> okay. fucked it up yet. Yeah. Well, I, so we go down to eat breakfast or something, whatever, breakfast, and he starts getting everybody's story. Get back to the station. I want to see you in my office. So I pack my stuff. Five in the morning. I said, I'm done. I was getting ready. If I had a cell phone, I would have texted my family. I'm done. I, I would have, but we didn't have cell phone. Pulls me in. He, he says, "Did you really just do that?" And I go, "I'm sorry, but I saw. What, what do you want me to do?" Yeah. He goes, "No, it's not that. I didn't expect you to do that." Well, thank God he, he nominated, me and I received firefighter of the year for that. I was just about to say, like, that's some firefighter. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's real shit. shit. Yeah, as that's some real shit. As a yeah. booter, yeah, and. So then I, you know, I could go pretty much write my own ticket then. You, yeah, know, you could poop anywhere you want. Yeah, I, could <laughs> I really wanted to stay on ladder one, though. Yeah. I really did. And then also. Well, I bet Fred wanted you to, too. Yeah. And then After that. A couple, guys, <laughs> couple guys took the test, the captain's test, and they, uh, Rob Linky and Bob Walp, they bailed. Campbell, they all bailed, and, and I was it. And, uh, a real I, life Shrek on ladder one. Yeah, right. Me. <laughs> and they, yeah. Saving people with yeah, one hand. Yeah, one That's hand. That's right. awesome. And, and, uh, so they uh, – um, Hold on. i got to stop for just yeah, one second. For yeah. those of you that are listening that don't understand what he just did when he said, I deadlifted a man, Keenan was probably 240, yeah, 230 stuff on you. So, yeah, so, so around 250, 260, deadlifted, dead weight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a 250-pound bag of Jello. That's yeah. what, well, that's I, what I, yeah. people I down are. Yeah. I had his yeah. – what saved me was a tank. Yeah, right. The, the Something hand. to grab onto. Yeah. I, yeah. I, no, I, I had it in one hand. Got it. What saved Running. you was your uh, Shrek Netics. 
Well, yeah, strong like bull, dumb like tractor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll put you on my team. Yeah, that's no shit. Yeah. You already so, need one of those. But it wasn't too long after that. I'm roving now. I'm off probation. I'm roving, and I go to engine one, and I'm riding tailboard. You guys never got to do that. Mm-hmm. That was I got yelled at for doing that. Oh, <laughs> that was the the best job. Yeah. Not in the summer, but it was a good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm riding tailboard engine one. We get one kicks out, literally right down the street, St. James Hotel. It's cooking, and you could see it. I know the, the St. James yeah. embers from the station, yeah. and. Uh, so we pull in an engine one, didn't uh, the captain didn't lay a line for what I didn't know what that meant, but I'm tailboard, I'm the plug. He goes, We need to hand jack a line. Okay. So I grabbed the human and took off. I took off literally took off and I I get to this plug and and I this is what they said later, but I get to the plug and I'm like at this angle. literally I'm kissing the ground. And the captain, it's Pike Bush is his name. Engine three sitting there smoking a cigarette, and he's watching me this whole time. And I'm struggling getting that last twenty feet. And I finally get to it, and I kind of set it down. I was burnt, man. He goes, "You gonna sit around all day, or you gonna hook that fucking thing up?" <laughs> and I, I tried to move, I couldn't, and it was a, a whole half a bed. It was a five hundred foot nice. hand jack. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't that's, believe that's it. That's all you got. No, I had, yeah, that's you know, that fucking thing up. Pussy. So uh, I, I, I think there was a guy back there or two guys flaking it off. Yeah, right. But they were probably that's still legit, man. Wanting to see if it could be done. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I would I would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, I it might I'm doing well. I, I married the gal that I I'd moved in with. Uh I get it. I I uh I we have a daughter. Um, in 84, my, you know, I'm, I'm really normal at this time for me. I'm, everything's pretty <laughs> normal. normal. Yeah. If, if I could say that, um, I'm pretty, pretty normal. I, I, I take the engineer's test. I get promoted in 86. Um, yeah, it, I, everything's pretty, pretty normal. Um, I can't normal stuff that yeah. firemen do. I'm, I'm playing football with the, the fire department football team. Thunder? Right? Yeah. Was it Thunder back then? No, it was, a, it was the Rangers. Well, it was the Rangers, but prior it was the Phoenix Thunderbirds. It was all cops. Oh, okay. And I joined because I knew some cops. I was coaching football. Uh-huh. I started coaching football my uh, right after I got probation. And uh, I, I knew some guys that were the coaches of the team. I said, well, why can't I play? And I'm a fireman. They go, well, I don't even know. <laughs> So I joined, and they let me. Fireman of the Year. Nice. They, yeah, Fireman of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Follow that card up. No big deal. Oh, yeah, you're on. <laughs> so so uh, anyway, so I was doing that, and everything's fine. Really, I'm doing well. And uh, my, my the partying and the drinking is just normal uh, at that time. Uh, really, for me, uh, probably a little less than normal for what <laughs> the characters I was with. <laughs> I got a picture of one of them uh, on a plane ride to San Jose. And uh, and actually I was uh, yeah so anyway uh, uh, then then in uh, 1989 uh, buddy calls me and says hey can you work in a dub sure when uh, Saturday you weren't at 27 yet were you as a permanent, no, yeah, no. permanently assigned guy yet? yes no I I, okay. I had um, uh, my first gig as an engineer I was at battalion three as a fit okay you could do I don't know why. Yeah, they, they didn't have the captains weren't doing that correct. then. Yeah, and then engine eighteen opened up, okay. so I took it old eighteen, the, yeah, the real hammer, right, right. And who worked there then? 
uh, Arnie Barajas was my captain. Okay. And uh, Gene Tabasio, Mike Smith. Yeah, and classmate. Yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike Smith? Uh -huh. yeah. Health Center, Mike Smith. Yeah, Health Center, Mike Smith. Yeah, they, we were talking earlier. He has a he has a, a, a really interesting a recruit class. Yeah. I, a lot of people that that, that are uh, true characters. Yeah. Sure. yeah, now you know about Gene Tabasio, right? You know what happened to him? Uh, that's why we don't go on the brush fires anymore. Oh, uh, on South Mountain. Yeah, he got hit by the skid on the on the helicopter. I I have and heard he, that almost, a long time almost ago. Killed yeah. Him, yeah, when he was a booter in the academy. Oh wow! So they don't do it anymore. So uh, yeah, it was it was we were we were we were getting hammered, one engine. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. on twenty forty West Callenback was the address. We we're getting smashed, and uh, twenty five calls a shift. It was horrible. Well, ladder twenty seven opens up. There was, there was not, and Rob Linky was the captain who was my senior hoseman on ladder one. Got it. Calls me up, says put a letter, and I'm going from the busiest to the slowest. Nah, but I'm coaching out in the Northeast Valley. I'm at Horizon High School. I'll be at 32nd Street and Cactus and it's my old stomping grounds are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did it. So I get it. And uh, uh, so I got ladder 27 in uh, about Thanksgiving of 86. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, you know. I'm, I was okay. a, I was a uh, so, uh, sophomore at Shadow Mountain. At you were a sophomore. Time. So yep. you probably saw us roll up there a couple you times. You probably, we, you were at probably at the football games that I was at. Correct. Well, yeah. you, you would have known when I rolled up because the teachers saw me and ran away. When I was on the truck. <laughs> they, I'm not lying. Holy shit. You're on the fire department. And they bailed. So. What's happening to this place? Uh, well, you know what? I, there was one gal. Her name was uh, Peggy Woon. She taught geometry. She was married to a, a teacher. We tortured her. Tortured her. And I had a rig display at PV Park about that time. And I'm loading kids up, you know, and... and so these two kids, here you go, here you go, and it's her kids, and oh. she sees the name on my. Oh, <laughs> she goes, it's not the Jeff Griffin from Shadow Mountain, is it? No. Yep, <laughs> yep, it's me. And she goes, and you're handling my kids. I said, you know what? I was a buffoon then. And I'm. I I did apologize, and so anyway, that she she got so tired of me that when her class came time uh, i'd have to go to detention <laughs> you just head <laughs> just straight go. there just, <laughs> no i'm don't, not lying I'm don't not even lying. go through the door just keep walking <laughs> boom well the detention guy yeah ended up being the head coach at horizon and he hired me okay <laughs> go figure right and, and plus his, he uh his buddies his name was richard gray was instrumental in helping me get on the fire department because uh uh, guy he played with at Arizona State, his name was Tim Hoban. Oh yeah, yeah, it was his buddy playing teammate. Oh okay. So that I said I didn't know anybody. That was the only guy I knew. Right on. So um, I forgot about that. So anyway, um, yeah, I was coaching football. I was, I was ladder twenty-seven. Uh, some guy calls me up. Guy guy calls me up. Say, hey, you want to do something fun? I go what? Does you want to go fly with me to Orlando pick up an E one? And I go what? You get to drive it across country. I go, okay. That's how they got those trucks back back Yeah, then? you yeah. drive them back to, from, drive Florida. Back from <laughs> oh Orlando. God. Yeah. Yeah. How so many you, of them made it? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, they all there made was it. Some, some guys that, yeah, some guys that were crazy about it, and they, they paid you 1500 bucks. You had to pay for all your fuel. And some guys never slept. They'd take two guys and just boom, beeline it. You got four miles a gallon. Yeah. And uh, I said, it sounds like a, he, he paid my plane ticket. And I said, okay. 
So, you know, I had a couple extra hundred bucks left. Hey, let's go. So you rent a car, you go to Orlando. You fly into Orlando, go to a place called Ocala. They gave you the tour. It's a giant place. And you the fire trucks in every step of the manufacturing <clears throat> process. And they give us one. And see you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so off uh, we crazy go. Is that? Uh, yeah. Off we go. And <laughs> how old are you at this point? <laughs> I'm 30. Okay. Well, so I'm on, I've been on a job uh, eight years. So, so guy, it's you and Guy Guy. Guy Guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So Guy's driving sometimes when we're in the right part of the place. <laughs> I'm driving the other times. All I can picture is Tommy Boy right now. Yeah, well, it's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's even worse. And uh, Sorry. It's absolutely even worse, yeah. What'd you do, Richard? So <laughs> we, uh, we get to, uh, and, and remember, I have some roots in El Paso, and I got to mm-hmm. come right through there. Yeah, true. So I called my friend in the truck stop on the east side of El Paso, and said, I'm coming through. In a fire truck, and he says, "Whatever." I was okay. <laughs> Here I now I didn't have sirens. I just had the lights, and I lock it up in front of their house. And the mom's signing the cross. She runs in. <laughs> oh my God! You're they're letting you drive that anyway. So uh, I, uh, yeah. So I went and saw General's mom oh, on, that, okay. on that trip with the fire truck. That's it scared awesome. the hell out of her, and uh, she didn't know. And, and, and reintroduced. She hadn't seen me in a while. And what, I, I get back on a Friday, and pick my daughter up from school in it and then i took it back down to resource it's kind of a cool little trip. that's a super cool deal yeah we did some things and some nefarious things on truck, yeah uh-huh. uh down on the way uh but all in good spirits <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh new orleans was one and, and uh, el paso was the next just stop. driving a fire truck around nobody, yeah, nobody cared the t-shirt <laughs> you know we we stopped in houston yeah. Did you go to Mexico with the fire truck? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thought no, about he, it. Thought right about there. it. Yeah. Right there. No, we, uh, well, no, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we weren't that dumb. Yeah. No, we, I remember we stopped in Houston at a 7 Eleven right off the freeway. And we pull up, and this arson investigator from Houston gets out. He goes, Is Phoenix that liberal that they're letting you wear uh, t shirts and Hawaiian shirts driving fire trucks? I go, <laughs> No, <laughs> it's yeah, just and we had to tell them a story. Yeah, right. and uh, so anyway, we I drop it off, and so the dude that I worked eight out for me he wants the payback on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is the day I got back. The day after I got back, I'm not sure. So I go. It's Saturday. It's July first, nineteen eighty-nine, and I got Rick Pessy, Pete Hawking, uh, Kirk Redfern's also working in a payback A-Dub, and me. And we go play, we're playing volleyball. We get back to stage. This is B shift, right? Or uh, this is A. Oh, it's A, a shift. A okay, team. that's right. Well, Rick was on A. Team. Okay, that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why they're playing volleyball. That's where volleyball <laughs> at Roadrunner Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we get back and boom, fire kicks out. I'm tillering that day. You know? Oh yeah. Be, okay. I've driven one before. Okay. Fun, fun truck. This is one don't listen, that don't know. They're listening to what a tiller is. There's two drivers, one in front and one in the back. And if you've never seen this episode of Seinfeld. Uh, Kramer <laughs> Kramer was driving the tiller. Uh, that's me. Okay. That, yeah. In fact, Kramer did a better job. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. So then this is not a closed cab tiller bucket. This is open. It had a, uh, a windshield, and that was it. Was this, no door. was this the bungee cord express? That is correct. That is correct. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So as we pull out, we're heading north on uh, 32nd Street. Uh, came in at 60th Street and Greenway. I could see a column. I knew we had a worker. And so I was preparing myself. I couldn't hear because the 
bungee cord didn't have any. Yeah. There was no radio back there. <laughs> you got a windshield. A windshield. Yeah. <laughs> you got a motorcycle. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> In the wintertime, that wind would come around that fairing, and it would, you, yeah, you had to wear full turnouts. <laughs> I, sometimes I wore two jackets. It was that cold. Man. So uh, anyway, we get there, pull up, get on scene. Uh, on the east side of the residence, it's got a tile roof, and it, uh, it's a spec home. And I'm just scanning this because I got a good vantage point in the tiller bucket. And they say vent and utilities. Okay, so I know we're going to vent. So I get off, put my bottle on like I always did because they told me to. Right. Because I knew that Jeff Griffin – here's what my football coach told me. Okay, and I, this is what he told me. Since <laughs> Jeff Griffin – if there was a pile of dog shit on the moon, you'd be the first one to step in it. That's fucking. I think, I think uh, 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 Paul Hobel stole that from your football coach. Yeah, well, and, and, and so to, that, that was told to me in about 1975. So we're 14 years later, and it still resonates with me to this day. Got it. Okay. So without knowing that, I, I knew I better wear my bottle, okay, my, and my mask. So. Anyway, so we get up on the roof. I got the saw. I took a K-12 up there. Pessy gets up first, and he's standing right on the bearing wall a little bit. And I, But I'm looking across in tiles, and we got smoke coming out of all of them. Not just an area, but all of them. Pushing out. Pushing out. And out of the vent pipes. And I'm going, nothing, no sagging there. Eh. All right. So I... Uh, he says, let's go over here. And, and I, so we go to vent on the, uh, the, the leeward side, which is a good call because of the wind. And he's clearing the tiles off and hit and sound on the roof with a flathead. It's, it's fine. It sounds fine to me. I can feel it. It sounds fine. We get over, over the, the ridge. There was a skylight there I wanted to pop. Nobody want, agreed with my call, but oh well. And so they clear off an area. Pete and Kirk clear off an area. And I fired the saw up barely. I had to get out of the smoke. And, and it was amazing. I'd never seen one. I did afterwards. The nail holes that when they uh, put the tiles on, mm -hmm. smoke was coming out under like a pressure cooker. So there was probably five dozen of them pushing out pressure. And I'm going, eh, I don't like this. So I made a lubricant cut, and I, I made my final cut on the bottom. And I stepped down to the bottom of the which is north side of the hole and i kind of worked my way over to the west side and i'm looking and and she takes off it was thick black ugly nasty smoke and then she took off yeah, flashes yeah. flashes mm -hmm. i don't know what i think at that time i might have dropped the saw i don't remember or left it and i took up i i was so i i knew where i laddered the roof it was on the uh southeast corner I'm on the northwest corner, northwest corner, so I got to make that. I'm traveling that way, so I get up. I'm walking across, and uh, I'm, I'm over to safety. I see Kurt. He's pushing the drywall through, and I said, "Come on, bro, let's go, pard. We're good." And uh, I hear tiles dropping, and what the fuck is that? And uh, I look over, and Pete Hawking is up to about his waist in the attic, and Rick Pessy was stepping up over the ridge and he's falling backwards and as he falls he grabs that's what i see Damn. and he's looking at me and he's bouncing trying to get back up like if you got pushed in a hole 
And I see his eyes, and I go, what, what, the, what, why are they doing this? You, you don't compute in a situation like that. So I said, okay, um, I, gotta, I just came from where they were, right? Well, what do you do? I got to go. Mm-hmm. I took off. And I, on my way, I felt the roof go. And uh, with my left foot, I'll never forget. So just like if somebody pushed you, you tuck. And as I tucked, I, I know I'm going, I'm riding the lightning, basically. And I'm going all the way to the ground. Well, that, I knew a little bit about construction, but, you know, that's probably a 16 to 20-foot drop. I'm going to hit It was hard. a two-story house, no, right? No, single. Oh, it was a single-story yeah, house. Yeah, but okay. it had vaulted ceilings. Yeah, and it was really tall. It was really tall. And I yeah. said, I'm, I'm going, uh, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And where I'm going to land, I don't know. So I was more prepared for the hit on the concrete or whatever furniture in the house than I was going into the fire. And uh, I, I did. I, boom, I feel myself bouncing there, and I go, what the fuck? So I, I'm on my left side. I, right, I get up to, I don't know how I managed to get up. I'm on my knees, and I'm going, why didn't I? And I, this is seconds, 1,001, 1,002. Why didn't I go through? And I thought I was hung up like Dale Lockett. That's what I thought. And about that time, the heat got so intense, my mask bubbled and turned black. And it was just like a... You know, the attic's flashed over at this point. It's flashed yeah. over. Yeah. I'm in it. I could see it. Mm-hmm. There's flames everywhere. Stand on a truss? Well, the, the investigation, no, it was a 4 by 8 sheet of OSB. I wrote it down. Oh. On the trusses. Oh, and okay. it's my way. Yeah, like a sled. No shit. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's what they figured out. I did out. not know that. Okay. Uh, I didn't either. Wow. <laughs> so the but whole sheet fell through. Correct. Same with Pete Hawking. Convention the whole frame? Wow. Yeah. Conventionally framed house or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a spec home, so it was built a little bit better, but conventional frame. So, so yeah. when I jumped back out, that still didn't give, which baffled everybody. <coughs> so I, I, I get back out. Because you came out like a an Olympic gymnast. Yes, correct. Uh, yes, it is. There is video of it. It there, is. Yeah. it is outstanding. You stick the landing. Yeah, it's I all stuck of it. it. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh yeah. It, and I'm smoking. I could feel it. Yeah. And I, I remember getting up, saying, "What the hell just happened?" I'm looking in the backyard. There's a pile of sand. I was going to jump, and somebody pushed me over the ladder, and I went down the ladder backwards. And they had to hit me with the green line to cool me off. I couldn't get my stuff off. Well, I, I get to the truck. It's right there. And I, I, I see Pessy and Kurt. And I said, where's Pete? What? He's with you. I go, well, he's with me. He's dead. For sure. Because I know what I went through. Well, Pete had gone off the north side of the road and engine 31 had got him off. Okay. With a, with a banger. Yeah, it was just luck. Well, I get home and I go to the ER. That was enough. <laughs> I get the ammo. And I hear command say, we got a firefighter going to county. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not driving from 60th Street, Green no freeway, to county hospital. Who's taking care of you? Uh, I forgot. I had no ALS on me. That was weird. I should have had ALS. Well, anyway, I said, no, you're going to JCL. I'm going to trauma center. They go, well, it's command. I go, tell him to call me. <laughs> yeah. so, that's why I said I'll tell those fuckers I'll tell them so I'm, I didn't even yeah. play I wouldn't even lay on the gurney I was horrible so I, I get you are a B-shifter I'm out on AC. absolutely I'm misplaced yeah. Yeah. so I, I'm yeah. hanging on to the misplaced. thing the rails yeah and I was like on my shirt and my chonies 
and I, it's soaking, soaking wet, or soaking wet. And so we get to the ER. I won't get on the gurney. The guy's begging me, please get on it. No. And so I walk in. My socks are about that long. Like Kurt the Clown. This is flapping. I finally Mark. got those out. <laughs> finally, uh, I think those are out in the parking lot at, at JCL. And uh, <laughs> that was funny. Slap, slap. And uh, I get in, and the, the triage nurse says, okay, who'd you bring us with an empty gurney? I said, well, it's me. What do you mean, me? How come you're not in the gurney? I said, shut up. <laughs> and and uh, I got blisters on my hand, and down I could see them barely on the back of my left leg. And I mean, I was hurting, man. Really, I, I don't, I, my adrenaline had kicked. So, well, okay, we got a trauma. Whatever. Uh, okay, so we'll go. So I actually laid down in the gurney in the ER. Yeah, I said, get on the damn gurney now. <laughs> but, yeah, I had some help with the fireman. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and it, it's hurting. It's killing me. So the nurse comes over and she says, well, the doc's with the trauma too. And I go, you know what? Give me the keys to the shower. I know you got one because I can't take this pain. So in there I go. They let me have it, and I'm rotisserying in there. Ah, it felt good to get that cool water on there. And, you know, as soon as I'd get that, this would hurt, and that would hurt, and this hurt. So I get back on the gurney. They're, they're cooling it with, with ice and stuff. And the doc finally comes in, and I'm squirming. I'm laying on my belly because I can't lean, obviously. He's doing breath sounds, and he's talking to himself. And Did you do this? And you, you know what? I don't know. I got a blister on my nose from when the mask hit me. I don't know. But this shit hurts. And I know you got something in here for that. He goes, well, just a second. I got to check, cross-check, and dialysis and all that. So I reached over. I grabbed him right under his crotch. I'm laying. I still got my faculties now. And I grabbed him. I said, you fucker, go get the stuff. Or I'm going up. Do you understand? He goes, hey, hey, take it easy. I said, go get it. So he goes in there. About that time, my mom shows up, and the red card showed up at my house. That's Horrible, yeah, horrible deal. Mm-hmm. My mom shows up. She's shaking, and there she says, "Is he cussing the doctor out?" Yeah, he's okay. So uh, I was, and so he comes in. He starts pick line, and they they gave me IV Demerol, or uh, pick line Demerol. I never had it in my life, never. Ever, any painkiller, mm-hmm. aspirin and stuff. <sighs> Boom! Next level, bro. Next level, pain gone. Doc comes in, I'm whatever you want to do. You want to do this? I don't care. <laughs> you want to go, go in the back and shaky, shaky? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and, and, and man, doctor, too. It's okay. It's the whole fist, doc? Yeah, yeah, the whole fist. <laughs> and uh, I'm in. He says, okay, I want you to take some of this, take that, and go home. I want you to drink uh, a couple beers. I get, okay, cool. Stop circle. Wow, I've never heard that from an ER doc. This is 30 years ago. Yeah, that's okay. uh, right on. So uh, I stopped right. Circle Cave, Cave Creek and uh, Hatcher on the, and like, we're, yeah, on the slope there. Uh-huh. And I get a 12 pack and off we go. I'm not driving my wife, I can't, you know, I'm injured. And I get home and I'm having what he said. And uh, boy, that's really starting to really work. News comes on. Firefighter's house out North Phoenix. Boom! A clip of this whole thing. What the? I, oh, oh. And it was on A shift, so all my C shift buddies were over because they knew I got hurt. So I got a crowd at my house, and this hits. Nobody knew. Phone starts ringing. Boom, boom. I have to take it off the freaking hook. People are calling me on vacation. And, are you okay? Yeah. Next day, Colin DeWitt calls from the PIO and says, hey, uh, you need condition to speak with the news media. I go, what do you mean? 
well, you take your pain pills and drink? And I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, how much? Perfect. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Go fuck yourself, Sam. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. So, uh, okay. So, yeah, they come over, and uh, my dogs run out in the yard, and I got to go after them, and they go, hey, where's the fireman that's hurt? Is he laying in bed? And I go, no. What do you mean? No, where's he at? I go, you're talking to him. <laughs> Would you like a beer? <laughs> you should be dead. Yeah, I should. I mean, it was funny. That's why I'm so drinking. I, yeah, so, yeah. So I gave the cameraman a beer, and 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 he was fine. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't drunk or nothing. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, the little issue with the narcotics, I liked it a lot. And after that, I had a succession of injuries, on and off the job. That required pain management. Mm-hmm. Back, uh, cut my, almost cut my toe off. In fact, I was still bandaged up from the burns and I almost cut my toe off with a hedge trimmer. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and then I started getting these sinus infections. I blew my eardrum out at Catalina Island scuba diving. Um, the doctor over there put his doobie down and <laughs> on Catalina. I says, here, take these. And, and yeah, I was it was good, man, and and I was feeling no pain until I wasn't, and uh, so I progressed. I, I promoted captain in '99. Um, yeah, '99. So I had about 18 years on. I ended up started out. At there was a list before I got promoted. Yeah, right before you. Yep. Yeah, and then I I got. Uh, yeah, but he was like a grown man. He wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just got out of high school. Yeah, just, yeah he was still, uh, still shit in yellow. They I used know. to say it. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I didn't know what that meant until I had kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody ever does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ditto. <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, I was doing all right. And, and uh, however, the mixture and me not knowing what I wanted, but knowing what I wanted, was starting to become an issue. I told everybody the drinking wasn't too big of a deal. Now it's starting to become a deal. Um, please don't drink when we go out. Um, why? Well, you get shitty when you're yeah, not, You're that guy? Yeah, not, not violent, just shitty. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you. All right? So I used to, this was probably in the 90s, I used to be able to keep alcohol in my house. Uh holidays and whatnot and beer i had beer all the time i didn't it wasn't even uncommon for me not to drink a beer in a couple weeks maybe after you mow the yard or something sure really and uh all of a sudden you know i'm thinking now they're seeing me drink and they're saying shit hey dad why are you drinking that it's two o'clock in the afternoon what why do you care you know what who cares? It's my day off. Mm-hmm. I've said that to my family. Well, so then that started to go away. So now I, could, I didn't know this. This is happening progressively over years. Now that there's no alcohol in my house. I'm concealing it about this, my house. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm in my 40s, and I'm concealing the airplane shooters all over my house. That's not normal. Okay. Normal guys can go out and have a beer or a drink or whatever, people, and be okay. 
I'm crossing this line. I don't know why and I don't know how, mm. but it's the line's been drawn. All right, so I go, I, I go, I, I make it through um, retirement. I, I get to retirement. I retired in 2011 at the rank of captain. I was on the chief's list, mm-hmm. but it didn't get that. You were working up. with uh, Virtus at the time, right? When you Vinny, retired? Vinny. Oh, Vinny. That's yeah, that, okay. Yeah, Vinny. Virtus and then Vinny, yeah. Virtus and then Vinny, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm doing all right, but now I'm starting to get some financial issues. Kids are graduating. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a little bit more, a lot bit more effort into the drinking game um, because it's starting to consume me and it's starting to possess me. I retire, and this is what I said. I said, I'm not going to drink every day because I knew I was going to do it. I'm only going to drink on Tuesday and Friday, whatever that meant. Yeah. It, it didn't, yeah. ha- it didn't happen. They, yeah. I yeah. went on a, <laughs> was a, good day. a deep-sea fishing trip in New Mexico. My family bought me for retirement, and that, that fell through in the first week. So I, I, I got blasted on the way down there. Um, they had to put me to bed in a hotel. I don't remember. My son, I, I took him because he graduated. Um, he called home and says, what's up? What, what do we do with him? And I'm there now. <coughs> so um, I'm, I'm sitting out in the desert drinking on my own, um, trying to come home, trying to conceal it best I can. Everybody's starting to push away. Anything else at this point? Yeah, Jeff, yeah just all drinking? the pain management. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew how to work some doctors, my back, this, that, burn, all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, I'm working some doctors. So my drinking's normal, but in between scripts, it's nuts. It's off the chain. And because uh, I'm trying to compensate for the feeling. And uh, now I'm starting to mix it. And I think I'm a chemist. We, we, well, all of us do is it's in that disease process. And we're trying to do, get the mixture correct. Well, I, I've got it correct a couple times. Everybody's saying, please, are you taking this or you've been drinking? Coming home, I'm getting all that, and it's oh, it's pissing me off. I retire, and I said, you know what? Now nobody can mess with me. I can drink like I want to do and take my pills and do whatever I want to do. That's Because, right, I'm retired. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's spiraling down, um, spiraling hard. And 10, was it eight months in, nine months into retirement, uh, so was, I retired in May, so what's February? How many months? Is, or January? How many months is that? Five, seven Six, months? Yeah, seven. Seven, seven mm-hmm. months. Okay. I, I may put my little cocktail together, and I drank it, and I, I got behind the wheel of a vehicle, my truck, and I was heading northbound on the 101, and I don't remember. I was conked out uh, from what I had on board. And there was a dude broke down on the side, and I ran ran into him and, and hurt him very, very severely. He's level one. And uh, I, as I remember little bits and pieces of that, it started coming back to me. All the people that we'd gone on, um, all the people that, the everybody. It, uh, the shame and the guilt was overwhelming at that point in time. Um, I started reflecting back on my career, firefighter of the year. That, that helped a lot right then. You know, this and that, that ain't going to be shit now. And, and I, I said, you know what? Can't take it no more. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. What I'm telling you is that I only had one way out at that point in time, and that was to check myself out. I didn't know how to do it, though, without making a mess. I, 
I don't know. I, I hope and I wouldn't wake up. Um, I drank to oblivion for about 10 days, and my family intervened, took me to uh, Chandler Valley Hope. I, I couldn't fight him. I had no fight left in me. Uh, I couldn't have benched uh, a feather. I was done. And uh, I just couldn't imagine ever talking to you guys. You were laughing and joking. That, that part, laughing and fucking around, no. I could never, ever, ever imagine a day of doing that ever again. Fire department or not, ever wow. having a happy day. Ever. It's a bleak, bleak moment for people in that position, and I'm included, and I understand it. So I get to treatment. I don't want to be there, but I have no choice. I didn't care. Maybe they take me to the morgue. Fuck it. And uh, I wasn't eating. Um, I'm sweating. I'm detoxing bad. And uh, they, they, they said, because I wasn't arrested that night, they were going to come get me. So they come in, come in uh, one day, and my, my counselor comes in the meeting. Says, while you're while you're at the treatment place, correct. About huh? day three, okay. She comes in and says, "We need to talk to you." And I'm taking that to the cops on the down low, and they weren't there, which is weird. So I go in, and the bean counter goes, uh, "Oh, you got a." I go, "I'm looking around, and I'm detoxing bad, guys. It's horrible. Worst hangover ever. Worse than that." I go. What the? What are you? What? What are you talking? Who are you? He said, "Well, we got insurance and this and that." I go, "I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> what are you talking about?" And he says, "Well, see, here's the thing. You're in. You're retired, and this and that, and all this kicks in, and that one goes in, and, and it's only going to cover for three thousand dollars." <throat> I said, "Well, okay. I don't care. What does this cost?" And he said, "Well, if you stay thirty days, it's twelve five. Or fifteen five, less than three thousand. I go. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I feel like shit. I'm detoxing, and they want twelve thousand five hundred. Bye. Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. And you can. And my counselor started crying. And please don't leave. I go. No, you don't understand. This is bullshit. I'm not staying. I'm out of here. And uh, so I. She begged me. I said, All right. I'll give you. You got thirty seconds. And I meant it. She said, well, we made some phone calls. And I said, you made some phone calls? Everybody that I knew that gave a shit about me, I thought, would have been had known where I was. I said, well, who'd you call? She said, well, we called your, quote, your buddies over at Local 493. And I was pissed because, you know, I was just mad. Yeah. You called them without my permission, blah, 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 HIPAA, this shit. And... And I says, and I made her tell it to me a couple times. You know, I said, well, what'd they say? And we're normal guys. <laughs> See ya. You're retired. You did this. See you later. Fucking hit the road. Right? Right? Yeah. They, uh, you got to think that. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, this is what, I said, you better tell me exactly because I'll find out. And if you're lying to me, I'm out of here. She says, okay. This is what they said. Fuck it. Send us the bill. And it, it, I didn't hear it at first. And I said, you repeat it. So she repeated it three times. On time number three, it hit me that that happened. And I said, you mean they're going to pay the whole thing for me to stay here after what I've done? She goes, yes. 
Now, unbeknownst to me, there's a lot of connection between the fire department and treatment centers. I didn't know that. Yeah. At the time. It, it floored me, literally. Who's uh, president at the time? Uh, DeGrasse? Uh, no, it was, uh, you know was it Pete? Pete. Pete yeah, Grimes. Yeah. Pete Grimes, yeah. 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 yeah, and you know who else was uh, uh, a big deal in that? Is Mike Smith. Yes. Is getting the fire department connected with treatment places. Correct. Right. Absolutely. I didn't know this. Yeah, right. I, I, how would I? So, but it was overwhelming to me. After I, the, the, you imagine you're you're lower than whale shit, and even lower than that, and then somebody steps up and says that. I said, "All right." So I, I fell out, man. I, I did. I it, it 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 took my breath away, and my knees buckled. And I didn't want it to. I, and I went to the ground, and I, I something happened to me on the ground. I, I can't explain it to you guys. I don't know what it is. But I, I, I woke up and I said, I'm not doing this shit no more. I'm not, I'm not feeling like that. I, I'm not going to. I just, I'm not doing it. Did you feel like you owed somebody now? Besides yes, yourself? Abso- absolutely. My brothers did this, so now I owe it to them absolutely. to not be a shitbird. Absolutely. That's why I'm here. Makes sense. So, and that, and that too. And yeah. I said, you know, I, I, I'm on the hook now. So I said, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do what I'm. I'm gonna do whatever they suggest. What I was doing sucked because I wasn't getting it right. Now I'm gonna give this one a shot. I might as well. What do I got? I got two choices. Right. Okay, I got two choices. I can try, or I can go on to the bitter end and die slowly, alcoholically. It's horrible, horrible death. If you've ever witnessed it. It's horrible. All right. So I put threw my hat in. They said it ain't going to be easy. <laughs> they weren't shitting. Um, so I, I stopped. I got sober, uh, followed their suggestions, went to treatment like I was supposed to, completed that, went to what's called an intensive outpatient, and went to out, out care, and that was over about nine months. That, and I didn't have a drop. I didn't take a pill. No mind-altering substance at all. It, 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 yeah, Absolutely. You know, I wanted to do it. Absolutely. There's no question. But I could always go back to that feeling, which I hope I never lose. So um, after about eight, nine months, they come at me with my first plea offer. I've been to court already three or four times. I don't so, remember. So when did the police come talk to you? They Jeff? never did. Really? Uh-uh. The only thing I ever got, I got indicted in, in six months later. Okay. And they, th- then I hired these lawyers. And I'm not going to go into that. And they negotiated plea. That's my first plea I got offered was about 10 months into it was seven and a half years. And what I know now, seven and a half years, that means I go to a closed custody yard, which is every time there's movement, you're cuffed. And a lot of people that are in the recovery program, the, the counselors, they all couldn't believe that for a first offense. And so they called the lawyers out on it. Well, the lawyers got dumped, and I got another one. Mm. I didn't do it. He did it. And he sent them to the state bar for wow, basically dereliction of duty. Yeah. I, I don't know. They I, mailed your shit in. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. They were trying to ramrod it. So it went on another year. And so I'm out two years. I'm doing the deal. I'm clean. I, in fact, I'm making friends in the uh parole office, uh, probation. The guy that was my probation office called pretrial services, 
put me on drug testing. I'm, I'm clean and sober. He volunteers to testify at my sentencing. Wow. Because he said, I know who, who should be in prison, and you're not one. Now, I, I, I am, because I deserve, after what I did, if it was your dad, your mom, whatever, I deserve to go. And you'd want that. I, I'm guilty, all right? So, anyway, two and a half years later, um, it finally comes down. Now, now steps in Alan Brunacini. Now, he'd been retired, let's see, it was for eight years mm -hmm. at this time. I didn't know this till later. The fire chief, he'd been keeping tabs on me throughout my career. And he'd also... He was good at that, man. Yeah, he was. it was weird. And it was also keeping tabs on this thing, and he'd reached out to me several times, and I was too ashamed to talk to him. And uh, I wouldn't. And my family would say, you know, Bruce C. wants to talk to you. And I'd blow it off. So anyway, now he's... They have a thing called... People come in character references... He was at the top of the list. He was going to do it, as was this probation guy. Yeah, right. Well, the, the the prosecutor got wind of that, didn't want that because the judge would show leniency, and they threw it out. And they, yeah. So when it was all said and done, it was five years I got sentenced to. And at my sentencing, there was a lot of people there. I just looked right at the judge, and, and I did this. I don't know where it came from, but I, I made no excuses. I, I made no alibis. I looked right at the judge, and I said, um, the last couple years and a half have been nothing but pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization for me and my loved ones. However, I'm 100% responsible for my actions. I hope what happens next will set things right. And I left it there because there's no excuse. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it or alibis. Nobody, we hear them all the time. I try to spin it back to me. It ain't about me. It's about the guy I hit. And uh, so I, I, when I said that, I couldn't believe I said that because he could have given me 20. But he right. did. Yeah, yeah. But I looked at that, and I saw his reaction. And he, I think he didn't want to do nothing. I think he didn't want to do it. So I, I go... Um, they come in, they cuff you up right in front of you, what they call a perp walk. They walk you right by your family and friends with your cuffs on. And down to the bottom, I go fourth out and into a tank. And you just sit there in these tanks, it's called the Matrix, and you rotate tanks all night. For I don't know how long. They keep you in there, you're out of your mind. And uh, that's what you do. Then all of a sudden you go to fourth out, you go to county. So I went to Lower Buckeye Jail. And I'm inside to a pod, and you stay there till you get sentenced. And I go back for sentencing, and uh, that's when I said that to the judge. And then they shipped me off to prison. I went down to Tucson, and I don't know why. And uh, then it started. That's a state prison? State, yes. Yep. There's yep. federal down there, too. Yeah, got it. But it's a state prison. Uh, so I'm down there, and... I'm, uh, you know, there's guys in that yard that are there for a long time. 25 lifers there, too. What do you do? You get along or you get killed, right? I, I guess. Yeah. Nobody, t they tell you how to have babies and not how to yeah. survive in no, There's no class, right? Or, <laughs> no class. Yeah. No there's class. Nope. And DLC ain't giving you a class. There's right. no jail for B-shifters. 
Well, be book yeah. out there. Yeah. A lot of it, though, is <laughs> a lot of it being in prison is like being on the job, though, because you're the get along part, right? And being housed with a bunch of different people. Yeah, I got in it. the bathrooms, like there was rules, and mm-hmm. it kind of, you know you can't. Oh, if there's five urinals, you got to piss every other urinal, so guys don't splatter. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, same with the shower, yeah. every other shower. I could get along with that, and then there was politics involved, and I, I, I've never been big on that, and I don't, I, you know, I just not, and, but I had to, you know, you got to eat at this table, and they eat at that table, and, and uh, okay, because that caused problems, so I abided by all that. Mm-hmm. Got me a job washing dishes at uh, 15 cents an hour, uh, yeah, and then it started, and started, money started showing up on my books, and I got enough to buy a TV, and I got enough to buy a CD player and buy some commissary. I'm only allowed to spend sixty bucks a week and Bruno or forty. Everybody, everybody, yeah. So then the list starts. You have a twenty list. It's called, and you have to sign up. It's twenty five dollar background check. You have to wait through the process, just like if, for anything. And you're only allowed twenty people. Over not at the time, but at this other list. It's called twenty list. I get a letter. I get notified of who's putting in. Brunacini, cheap Brunacini. What the fuck? Why is he? Why was he putting in for? Start answering his phone calls, man. Fuck. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Put your ass down. Well, he's starting to write me now. He's starting to write me now, and I, I'm we're buddies, you know. Yeah. Then it's smart, and then other letters, and uh, my principal from the high school, Jim Ryan, was his name. Really? Starts writing me, and I'm going. Well, I better fess up to him when I did. He knew it anyway. <laughs> I did. I fessed up to a bunch of shit, and uh, he knew it anyway. He was laughing. Yeah, I was the one that upper tanked your office. Yeah, Yeah. he knew that. You know, we did this. He goes, "Come on, man." (laughs) So uh, anyway, we had he passed away shortly after I went there, and I was unfortunate. I would I couldn't have gone to his funeral, but I did send his wife a card. You know, I had one drawn up in there, and uh, then Bruno and a bunch of other people, and of course my wife and my brother-in-law. Benny Conderick and my mm-hmm. sister and and the grandkids even put in and they got to go through the same shit and um, and I had some bit I couldn't have visitors for about three months that's how long the process took and each person's allowed to bring in forty dollars in quarters for the vending machines and that was never an issue everybody was fully loaded and how did they make uh, you feel all that like just the people showing up uh, overwhelmed on there. over uh, well. And I got to assume you didn't expect it. Not a bit. Okay. I expected my f- wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. right. That. Uh-huh. But the outside stuff, no. My principal? Yeah. Right. How, first of all, how do you know? Okay. Yeah. He had to find out from somebody. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bruno, how did he know? He was in contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. Guys that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to in 20 years are writing me. Then all of a sudden, people are putting money on my books. How do they? I can't do it. No, right. I don't know. I did it. I figured it out. But how did Bruno figure that out? I don't know. So I, I don't know. I, I I pinch myself all the time when I. So yeah, also I show up at visitation, and the first one was funny because I was like a little baby man. It was my first soda pop. Three months. Burping on everybody, and so I get I I behave there and um. I could work, and I did. went to work, and I did my job like you're supposed to, and I behaved and maintained my sobriety, and uh, they knew it. They could tell, 
And I, I was good enough to, they call a reclass, right? and they reclassified me to a lower yard, which is a work camp. And it happened to house the fire crew. And those guys are legit. Yeah, like a real wildland crew, right? Correct. Yeah. They're legit. Yeah. They're legit. I mean, and so they kept asking me if I went, yeah, I'm 52 years old. Uh, I don't think I want to go. You know, I feel like you're running a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> they give me a command Cause, job. Because yeah. that's real work, man. That's real work. Yeah. And they're, they're assigned the grunt work. Mm-hmm. Oh, work. Sure. They're, they get the worst of the worst. Yeah. However, check this out. They find out I'm going to, you know, they come up to me and they start the stories. The fire crew. Yeah, we went on this one. And I don't know what it was. There's Paramedics Unlimited, and I hear these names. I go, how do you know that? Well, those guys are cool, man. They hooked us up and, <laughs> you know, gave us food. And they get to eat good out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those HRE, uh, MREs are what they're called. Mm-hmm. So there's no bad. You don't shit for a month, but they're yeah. good. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're get, but they're, yeah. They get to eat out at, at Golden Corral. And, oh, okay. But, but they got hooked up with some other things and tobacco products. And I'm sure I, they didn't tell me, but some. Uh, well, well, could happen. Uh, it could happen. Imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting along fine. You know, I'm just not pissing people off, and I, I'm minding my p's and q's, what I got to do, and uh, you know. And it's not hard, is it, Jeff? I mean, you're focused on, hey, well, I'm going to do what I got to do here, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What happens when you get in trouble in there is when you start causing issues racially. First of all, that's a problem. And you start bucking the system there. And when you borrow something from somebody, you don't pay them back. Mm. That's a real big issue. And I didn't have that. I did it all the time, and I always paid everybody back. And so, like I said, you're only allowed to spend $40 when you first get there, and after six months, 60 and then after another six, it goes to 80 So I, I maxed out. I was allowed to spend 80 Thank God I had people. Vinny would I'd call him. Vinny says, yeah, somebody... Walked up to me at the taco bus. Said, "Hey, put this on his books." I said, "Who was it?" So I can run him a car. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. guess that's okay. And then, uh, you know, then my my wife and my sister came and a couple other people when when I was at the first yard. Second yard, I go to. My wife called and said, "I'm coming down with Mike Schroner, not Schroeder, Schroner." Yep, I know Mike. Okay, mm-hmm. he's shut him out. Yeah, he is. Okay, we graduated together. He saw me in my. Th- in my disease and he told me to my face if you ever drink again we're, we're done to my face now he's visiting me in prison Give, go figure that one so I expect my wife they don't tell you who's coming they just know they call you I mean Griffin you got a visitation so you show up you don't know and they pat you down well there's my wife and Mike Schroner sitting there and I look over and there's the little old man <laughs> sitting there Bruno I go I tell, I walk up to my wife and Mike. I said, "You know, there's Bruno Cini sitting right there." And they go, "Ah, I go, there he is. He's right there." Like, so go we po- go poke him. Go poke him. <laughs> so he comes over. I have to introduce him. Tell him that Mike worked for thirty. He was retired, you know, yeah, thirty. Yeah, Because he didn't know, and, and we had a little grand old time. And he came down probably. I was there a couple of years. He came down four or five times with his quarters. Right. And yeah, now. Check this out. You can't, the inmate cannot put the money in. So the the uh, visitor has to. Mm-hmm. So the little old man, what do you want? So he'd go up, boop, 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 put in quarters and get me a diet soda. Whatever. <laughs> Everybody awesome. had to do that. So and then on behavior, and I, I didn't want to be any political, and they 
you have to be diagnosed with PTSD, which I was. I didn't want it, but it happened. I ended up in Phoenix. And did they just evaluate everybody, Jeff, or did, yes. was it specific? It, no, everybody. Okay. Everybody yeah. has a mental health evaluation. Everybody. 40,000, by the way, in Arizona. There's California's in the hundreds. So I get to Phoenix, and all of a sudden this list starts growing. It was full already. So I go up to the people to deal. What do I do? And they said, well, you can move people on a re ready reserve list. And they got to wait 30 days to get back on. Okay. So that's what I started doing. You know, you're having to shuffle your list. That's for real. That's badass. For real. Yeah. And it's all, all because of one thing, because I was staying sober and doing the deal. Yeah. Now I'm finding out while I'm in there that my story, even in there, was, was helping people. I, and, I, and I, because I had a guy that, I mean, full of tats, white pride, all this stuff. He, he told it, some people, he said, that dude stepped up and took it on the chin. He's legit. I didn't say that to him. He did. Yeah. So, like, for instance, that guy, he doesn't have much. Uh, you know, what? okay, he's kind of my buddy. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Right. Okay, so he doesn't have much. I, you know, I give him soups. That's what we, the, the mainly highly traded uh, on the, on the, is top ramen soups. Honey buns and Pop-Tarts. Got okay, it. you get pretty much Sounds, like that yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can play. Yeah. You can play. Yeah. yeah, everybody's play. So not the chocolate covered honey buns though. The regular. Just the normal. Okay. Yeah. 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 And not the cinnamon pop tarts. It's got you know strawberry. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Enough. But any yeah. any flavor of top ramen, especially the beef with chicken and uh beans and so what you could do is you could put in when you're there and you put in for a spread, like say he's cooking. What I, uh, here's a couple sausages in the package and some soups. And then at the end of the day, they make it up and they you get a burrito. So you do that. And like Super Bowl, you do that kind of a stuff. A ramen burrito? They're delicious. I'm fucking in. No, They're delicious, like, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, delicious. <laughs> You're talking to an Asian, bro. Yeah, it's delicious, man. Asian they, okay, they, they, it's bagged beans, uh, freeze-dried beans, sausage that you could, you know, you buy like uh, uh, Polish sausage. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you put all that in there, put some squeezed cheese in there, some jalapenos. <laughs> I'm you, man. It's I'm just in. like a, uh, uh, there, you can like buy a meat in a bag. I'm making that you shit put, this weekend. You can have it. <laughs> and it's ramen. So wow. everything's ramen based. Okay. Okay. So, you know, and it, you know, you do that kind of stuff. For birthdays, you celebrate birthdays and you get in and, you know, I did it all the time. Well, anyway, this one dude, and this is one of many stories in there. He, I met him the first night I got there and he was, he was nice. His name was Jimmy. And he was one of the connected, and I didn't care. I did not care about any of that. I did not. You know, they told me I can't put my hands on when guys are falling out doing smoking spice. I can't put my hands on any race other than whites. And I go, well, is that the Latino guy falls out right in front of my bunk, I'm going to help him. That's just what I, we do. It's what we've been trained to do. Right. And they go, Okay. We'll let you do you it. You get the pass. You're you get the wow. pass. That's basically what I got. <laughs> yeah. right that was on the three yard. So one night they, they got some stuff. They smuggled in with her. And uh, they said, you got her. They call me coach. And they said, we got, you got her back, coach? And I go, yeah. Ten guys, man. Ten, ten man downs. <laughs> I got wow. them all. Yeah. So and then the next morning they all, they right on. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so uh, anyway, 
It sounds just like being at the station. It is, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're cooped yeah. up with 50 guys. Right. right, yeah. What's the difference? So, same, some, a lot of same rules, you know, don't slide your chair and <laughs> do that. You got to pick it up and, you know, stupid shit. And, like, you can't fart during dinner. And, okay. Well, that's only on sea shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, you do all that. And, I, and I, I started, I decided to go to school. And they have a thing called Rio Salado, which is right over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rio Salado Online. Incarcerated Reentry Program. I'll look into that. Let's see. So I apply for it. Sure as shit. I get uh, English 101, um, which I should have taken 40 years ago. <laughs> it's uh, too late. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but now I, I don't have computers and all that stuff. I do it hand uh, with a pencil. And the, the instructor's very good about it. And, you know, I did it. used to in pen, but I couldn't erase it, so I... So I figured it out, and you mail, and you, you, so I, I passed with an A. And the guy hammered me. Yeah, he hammered me. Right on. What the hell? That ain't how you're supposed to do it. Takes a you know a week to get it because you're standing. Yeah, you're mailing. using the mail system, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So then he say, I one guy, I I'm a freaking, you know what? I'm a dangerous criminal, and he's telling me redo it. <laughs> <laughs> said this stinks. Redo it. <laughs> wow. A professor. How dare you put red marks on exactly. my paper? Exactly. <laughs> this stinks. Redo it. Okay, I did. And I had like three of them do that to me. I'm a dangerous fucking criminal. You know? So anyway, uh, I, I, so I, that was free through, through their program. My hat's off. There's several. I didn't know this. There's a lot of inmates who participate in that. So I get past English 101. I said, hey, maybe I'll try something else that I need. Philosophy, one on one, boom. I put in. Nah, sorry. <laughs> there, there's guys that need it more. Even girls, it's girls too. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. My sister goes, huh? I'll pay for it. So she does. She calls Rio Salado. She used to be a college professor. They work a deal out. If I go for this one certificate, which is addictions and substance abuse disorders. If I go for their certificate, which is 60 hours, they'll meet her halfway. Right on. Okay. So I'm consumed my last two and a half years in prison with school. Mail, stale mail. I get it. I pass. Going to school feels like prison anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm left alone. The guards don't mess with me. Well, the guards don't mess My family are B-shifters coming in. So... You understand? Yeah, you've got Hinton and Crucial Nikki yeah, sitting across from you. You should have seen this like this <laughs> in freaking prison visitation. So, uh, so I'm I'm consumed and and I'm doing this thing and uh, Tim Smith jumps on board. Yeah, and uh, that's another thing. And, and so, again, I'm not. I'm, I'm taking my sobriety as the utmost priority in my life at this time. I still am. This is it for me. Because I don't, if I go back, it's done. Done in an hour. So I, I get the certificate. DLC posts it in their visitation. Let's, let's, that's that's kind of a, that's Yeah, okay. hell yeah, it is. That's accomplishment, man. Yeah. Well, it's rehabilitation. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. That's what they're about. They, and they it? should take credit, or uh, not credit, but they should say, uh, that's a good example of what Absolutely. we should be doing in prison. Right, and, and look what they're called. They're called... Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Yeah. That's what they're called now. Okay. All right. So anyway, I'm doing schoolwork one night. It's October of 2017. 
couple of dudes come running over to me. They go, have you watched the news? I go, no. They go, your little buddy that came, comes to visit you, he, he died. He was the fire chief, right? And I go, what? So I go over to the news, and it's all over the news. Ah, shit. <sighs> Damn it. So the next day, the, the, I didn't have to go to work because all the guards knew, which is awesome. Still dishwashing? No, I'm cooking now. Okay. Cooking uh, now. Pancake maker. <laughs> By the way. Sorry. Thousand pancakes. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> thousand thousand pancakes. pancakes a week. A week minimum. That's sets and reps right there, that's, buddy. That's, you know what? But I called. Okay, don't laugh. This is funny. <laughs> when we got the delivery truck, everybody's always guessing at how much powder versus water. We all do that. So I got on. I went in there and I looked at the bag. And it's whoever made it. Call my, call my wife. The road, yeah, I'm not. I said, Google this and see what the proper mixture is for their pink. <laughs> I swear to God. So she did. And I got the proper mixture. So when the pancakes came out, they were fluffy. Because I didn't guess, right? Yeah. And the inmates wanted me on the grill. On pancake day. That's big so on, shit, huh? Yeah, well, three times a week. It's like Monday, Station One. Mo- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Monday, barring Monday, Wednesday, you had when we had pancakes, you get three. But on Saturdays, you got four. So that was a big deal to have yeah. four nice hot pancakes, legitimate ones, too. Uh-huh. Well, they're only supposed to be four inches. And they'd measure them because they have civilians running the kitchen. Yeah. Well, I was, whoopsie. Yeah. And they come back four inches. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Asian. Four, I don't know. Uh, I'll write you up. Okay. All right. Then I won't cook. How's that? Then yeah. you're out of cook. Yeah, people are going to be real happy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, I made do in there, and, and, and I didn't want to be a cook. I was fine washing dishes, but they made me do it because I showed up to work, and they knew I was not screwing around with my sobriety. Um, I did what it was, I was, you're supposed to do, and I'm still doing it. Well, anyway, so October rolls around. Guys tell me I see Bruno die. Well, I, I know he'd been coming to visit me, and I don't know how many times now, at least a dozen, maybe more, maybe less. But he's been, and we've been pen palling. Well, I didn't know if his family knew. Who, who's going to, Chris, you can go home and tell you what. Hey, guess what? I'm going to go visit Jeff Griffin in the pokey. You, you probably don't advertise that. I, would, I don't know. I would. They knew. Right, yeah, but I, you know, you're... His family knew. Yeah, well, yeah, I found that out. Oh, so. yeah. So I call one, and the next couple of letters, hey, I wanted to send Reed a card, hand-drawn by one of these phenomenal artists they have in there. Phenomenal. These guys are, like, they do that stuff. Yeah. He, uh, he's not an artist. Well, they, he thinks they, he is, but They he's not. do it. You know what they <laughs> use to, to do tats? They use uh, the motor for the gun is, is from a CD player. That's really? what they used. In, making in, them, huh? Yeah, yeah. to tat. Wow. And then they put it all back together when they're done because it's contraband. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I call and I said, I have to get Vinny and this. What's the deal? Should I send that card out? And he goes, you didn't hear? I go, well, I heard he died. Yeah. But you didn't hear? He goes, no. Uh, the, they called DOC and they want you to speak at his memorial. Whoa. They, yeah, they... they uh, yeah. They, they, they called John McCain. Yeah. To call DOC. Wow. To get him. Wow. The cops that were going to take me cuffed. They were full on cuff you. No, you're not going to. I don't want you to get in trouble. The deputy warden turned it down. Wow. 
because he wasn't my real father, blood relative. And if they voided it with me, they'd have to accommodate yeah, everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. Okay. And a security threat. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make five pancakes when yeah, I get I'm out gonna of here. Five, you <laughs> sons of bitches. Yeah. So, anyway, it, but it was the, the gesture was, again, overwhelming. Well, Nick took his spot. And uh, that was funny. There's a story about that I want to tell on this thing. That was funny. So, th- one time I had all three of those buffoons there. Nick, Steve, and John. Imagine that. That's a good time. That's man. a good time. Yeah. 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 In yeah. prison. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did what I was supposed to do. I paid my penance. Uh, you have to do 85% of your sentence, which for me was four and a quarter. Um, you get out. I got out September 10th, 2018. I had to do nine months of parole. Same thing. I have to go to drug and alcohol testing randomly. I have to meet with a parole officer once a month, which I got taken off after a month. They, they, I, I still have it on my phone. It's called, uh, hold on, I forgot the name of it. I don't know how, but I call it every freaking day. It's called. Is it called uh, uh, T62? <laughs> it's called Automated <laughs> Reporting System. Oh, oh okay. call in. Yeah. So you call in, and, and they give you a list of colors, and if you pop, then you go pop. So that's what I had to do every month. And it's voice recognition and all that shit. So I till I, I couldn't, prior to, uh, from 2014 to 2019 May, I couldn't leave the state at all. And I couldn't leave the county without permission. So I, I got called to do one of these live in Seattle and, uh, out of the B shifter group. Yep. And, uh, um, Pat Dale's a guy's name, fire chief up in Seattle. Yeah, I area. know Pat. You, you do? Yeah, Olympia, Washington. You're correct, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they asked me to go when I was about halfway done with parole. So I had to go get permission from my parole officer, which she granted, but I had to do a drug test before and, and, and after when I got back. Yep. Fine. Yep. I'm okay with that. But they, they got hit with this unbelievable snowstorm, and they had to cancel all their conferences. And postpone them till the summertime. Well, in the summertime, I'm off parole. And, and that's another story. <laughs> There's no formal, you're done. Uh, anyway, so I, I'm off. I, I get to go. No certificate. Uh, you're supposed to. It's called an absolute discharge. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and you need that for some things. Uh-huh. They, yeah. Anyway, so I go <laughs> to Seattle, and I did the thing. I'm coming home, and I get the TSA, and... And uh, now remember, I'd probably been stripped out, patted down a thousand times, maybe more, at least three times a day, okay, times 15, yeah, maybe 5,000. That's just at the fire department, right? <laughs> yeah, that just rolled over, yeah. So I'm going through the airport, I'm by myself, I, I pissed me off, there was nobody there with me. <laughs> so I'm going through TSA in Seattle, he goes, sir, I need to pat you down, and I went, I got this. <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? And I go, never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, you had to be there. there. You, had, you had to be there. Sorry. Oh, man, uh, it was fun. I was laughing so hard at myself. And he, he didn't think it was too funny. Conditioned. Uh, funny. So, yeah, but he, you know, most people bitch and whine. And say, I got this, man. And uh, so, anyway, so I got off parole. I did, uh, I did what I was required to do. Uh, I'm still 
totally 100% committed with my sobriety and, and working with member services. I got into that early and uh, right as soon as I got out, actually, with awesome. retiree member services. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do that. And, and with my certificate, it, it what they told me, Rio Salada told me, is, is I'm one step above a peer support specialist okay. and one step below a, a, a person with an AA. Okay. And that. I just need a couple more classes. Awesome. Um, t- when I did get out, Tom Mitchell bought me one more class that I, I needed. Uh, so and he bought me my TV as well. So when when I see people out on the streets, I'm not telling I I don't care. I give them shit because people brought shit for me, and it doesn't bother me because they're coming they're coming to my sobriety. They're not coming to me. Uh, you know they just are. So. Um, I'd say they're coming to a little bit of both. Maybe both. <laughs> yeah. maybe, but, you know, it was it, weird. There's yourself. been so many things that have happened. Part of the recovery program is making what they call amends. I know they make fun of it on Seinfeld. And it's not about saying I'm sorry. It's a little bit more. My amends with 493 is what I'm doing right now. It's ongoing. It's never going to stop unless I stop it. But somebody calls me, I go. Yeah, uh, w- w- you know, I got a call the other day, with the, the, the actual day of the birth of my granddaughter. My family does not even go. Really? Well, how could you? That's just part of the deal. Yeah. Okay. Because without it, I'm not. I'm not there. So. Or who my, are you connected to? Is uh, Brian Parks? Uh, no, Dave Fisher. Oh, David. Okay. Yeah, got da- it. David. Sounds so, like you found a kind of a higher calling for your purpose. Correct. I, I know I did. I mean. Yeah. Um. Something, okay, here's, here's the, the, the long and short. One day, 2012, I was a hot mess, drinking, taking pills, detoxing. The next day, I wasn't. You explain it, I can't. I didn't do it. No, I did higher power, God, I, I don't, I, whatever. But that's the facts. How come that day? Why did that day, why was that day chosen? I don't know. So February 7th, 2012, I haven't had a mind-altering substance since. Why? I'll tell you why. Because when I go out and work with others, I see it. Right. Every day. And that's why I do it. And, and I, I do it to help, obviously, but I do it also for me. Because it helps me to know that if I think I'm normal which I'm not, I'm there, I'm there, and quick. And so I do it. And, and I know that this, Jeff Griffin and alcohol and pills does not mix. It's not, so stay away from it. It always has been when I went through my life history with the counselors professionally, and you have to write it down you're like, like I'm doing right now. I found out some things about that. <laughs> Me and the drink was always, I was always in trouble. When, I didn't always get in trouble. But when I was drinking, I did. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I got in trouble a lot when I wasn't drinking and doing carrying on. But I got in trouble more when I was. And, and I mean, I, I'm telling you, we were at Roosevelt Lake once. Roosevelt. Roosevelt Lake for a <laughs> fireman's trip I used to sponsor. There was 50 guys there. 50. All guys just doing our own thing. B-shifty. And we're getting our boats ready. I was up the restroom. Here comes County, and somebody had pulled a gun on somebody earlier in the day. He walks up to me, says, "Who pulled the gun?" I go, <laughs> "Fifty. Guys. I don't know. Yeah. I had no clue." 
He goes, you tell us or we're going to make a phone call. I go, well, who the fuck are you going to call? He goes, we're going to call Alan Brunacini. Oh, shit. So I had, why did he come to me? Why? I, I was in yeah. the J. John. And, and, and it's, I've always had that luck. You like my brother. Yeah. He busted for jaywalking. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it wasn't, yeah. So <coughs> it's best for me, <coughs> Jeff, and I don't care. I go to places, <coughs> excuse me, where people drink. I'm not a I'm not anti this, I'm not anti that. It, you want to drink, good for you. I'll help I'll buy you around. I just did it. Um I'm not a preacher. I don't rant. I don't rave. And you drink, you do I don't care. All I know is this I can't do it safely. And I can't, so I don't. It, it, I'm better off. My life's a hell of a lot better now, now that I'm not than when I was. Right. Even working. Well, knowing your weaknesses in life are pretty big. Well, yeah, and then writing them down. When you write it down, yeah, you and, kind of, you're chronicling that. That's that's kind of a badass tool to absolutely. It's part open of your it, eye. It, yeah. But it, we all should do that, right? Because then you find out there, there's a thing called the biggest offender for alcoholism is resentments. We all have them pissed off at this and pissed off at that irs one of mine hate him me too who, who doesn't right yeah Fuck those i go days. to prison i'm yeah i go to prison <laughs> i'm on the hook for him anyway i get out with penalties and all this shit 32 grand yeah waiting for me when i get out Fuckers. <sighs> but something else happened housing started to go up unexplainable unexplicably Right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, housing starts to go up. Why? Just because? Well, I started looking. Well, maybe I ought to try. Refi. They're paid. Bada bing. Done. Uh, I, what, did I want it? Send them out of my house? Please yeah. put him out? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. But you know what? They're out of my life. Yeah, you got it off. They're off gone. Shoulder, yeah. And I, and I, show, I got it right there. I kept it. I'm putting it in the, I'm going to frame it. <laughs> Balance due, zero. <laughs> yeah. they, they've been, I've been fucking in with the IRS, I bet you, for 15, 20 years. I'll wow. bet you. Uh, back and forth. Yeah. You know, I, I just have. I, I, and, and it's my fault. Because I, why do I want, why should I pay him my money, right, extra, when I've already paid? You understand? Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing with, 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 I had some credit cards that had put liens on my house. I was pissed, but I looked at it. I did it, so I paid them off. They weren't thankful or anything, and I don't nah, care. Yeah. Fuck them. They're not going to hang that in the car. Yeah, yeah, they don't give a <laughs> shit. No, they, <laughs> but uh, they're looking again, for the next guy to do it too. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, but it's my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. If I touch, it's for if, you. That's if I, if I'm correct, what I said to that judge. No excuses, no alibis. I did it. Now I got to correct it. Try. Best I can. Right. right. Well, now I have. Well, that's what I hear. It kind of seems like that day it was like you, you're obviously uh, like accountable for stuff, but that mm-hmm. sounds like that was the day that everything came very accountable. Absolutely. Super it, focused. But if yeah. I was using, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. If I was using, I would have probably been sobbing and begging for mercy and telling the judge, you know, PTSD falling through roof, firefighter, right. the year shit. You owned it. So what do we. I guess that's all you can do. What do we? What 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 would you want to tell, young Jeff Griffin or the young people on our job right now about that, to uh, to, to to help prevent or or to move away or whatever? 
Well, a lot of times the young folks like myself, they don't know what's happening. Okay? Be, just be conscious and aware. First of all, wear your protective clothing. Okay? Yeah. But that's number one. Okay? Protect yourself so that you can retire. All right? If you, you won't know it because it, 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 it comes up on you, it's subtle. If you notice things or people are starting to say stuff to you, Maybe it's time to get some help. Get some, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe you could stop. I don't know. There's some people out there that can do that. I, it's not me. Well, and we've never had more help. I don't think on the job right now through member services and, and people like yourself than than we ever Correct. than yeah. we ever had. So well, because it's always the elephant in the room that yeah. nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. Remember, we got a stigma here, and especially with first responders, we're above that. Yeah. No, we're not. I, they told me that down in the legal system. <laughs> they told me that yeah. my face. Yeah. You're held to a higher standard. As we should be. Yeah. Right. But when it comes yeah. to drugs and alcohol, we aren't. It don't care. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. care. It Look, it, it's all over the news. Yep. People dying of fentanyl and all that shit. Yep. It, 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 it's impossible to say that. But they mean it. And they, they don't care. And... And so the thing is, is it, it helps out there, okay? I, and I told, and I'm going to tell everybody this. I don't preach. I'm not praying. I'm telling you my story. We have some fun. We, get, we, we laugh about things. And, and I never thought I could ever have a day like this ever again. And I mean it. So there's help out there. You don't have to go on to the bitter end. There, there's a way, if you're willing, or, or, or take it on out. I, but if you don't like this way, you can always quit. If you're hurting, mm-hmm. and 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 at least make a phone call, you know, talk to me. I, what the hell? And, and I, I cannot. If you popped a, a beer or five in front of me, who the hell am I to judge? After what I've done, I don't. I told you I don't care. And and you might be one of those people that I'll go. Oh, I this is what I will judge. How much? How long it takes you to drink a beer? <laughs> that's what I will do. Or a glass Sally. of wine. Yeah. That, that's what I, Okay, I'm sorry. You I, I'm gonna, up for that thing? Yeah, yeah right. Hey, what the fuck? Take the nipple off. Yeah, right, right. Come, Come on. on man. I'm wearing my first beer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That I will judge. And I, that I do. I, I, when I go to a restaurant, I, I saw a guy over one, a beer, got a handle on it. It was a pint. All right? A freezing cold uh, mug, right? Sat it down and I'm looking over. And I go, Oh, yeah, come on. And you know, he, <laughs> I, you know, I ate so I'm gonna talk to my wife. Let me look over, he's got you know, like an inch down. Why, what, what the fuck? <laughs> right? That's me. I'll, I'll tell everybody out there, I do not comprehend a wine tasting event. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you were in it, in it for the taste, huh? No. Why? Yeah. No, I'm in it to drink. Yeah. yeah. So I sit uh-huh. at the first table and drink it all. It's the fucking and, Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. s- swirl it around in a bottle and, and <laughs> eat a piece of cheese or smell of cork. Whatever. Yeah. If you're, now, see, I, got, I, had to, I didn't know this. And when I went back through my life history, I got to be honest with myself and, and look at those things. And say, I couldn't tell you the difference between Bud Light and Miller Light. <laughs> I... I I drank it for the effect. Yeah. And and it, it affected me different than you or you or you. Sure. I don't, hey, you know, if you're out there drinking 
and you think you have an issue, I can't diagnose you. That's up to you. That's not me. I would never do that. Like I say, the only thing I'll judge is how fast you drink. <laughs> if you put a nipple, whatever. That's what I will do. And I don't do it to your face. I do it in my head, and I laugh. <laughs> you know, like a true fireman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I used to go to uh, Mexican food, Manuel's, okay? And, and, I, and I was allowed to drink beer during dinner. Okay, so now they smell the alcohol in my breath. Cool. Plan. So I could hit a couple before I went, a couple shooters. And when I got there, I could order a Corona with a lime. Now I'm smelling up like liquor, right? Like, right? Then I'd go to the bathroom. The bar's right there, and I'd order a double of Jack Daniels. Go back to the table. That's not normal. Professional. Wow, Professional. Yeah. That's Yeah, real. you got to plan that out yeah. and work that out. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And I'm supposed to be spending time with my family. Yeah. That's a veteran move. Yeah. That's veteran. Now, yeah. Speaking of that, being there, I wasn't there for my family and my grandkids. I had to hug my grandkids and say goodbye to them. And one day, it, it got me bad. My, my granddaughter's walking out of the prison gate, and I got to go the other way. And she goes, where are you going, Papa? And I go, well, yeah, I got to go back. Why? Yeah. Because well, I'm a fucking idiot, I guess. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And, and so that, that's, that crushes you. And but I got I, I sat down and I said it's my fault that I'm in here. Nobody else's and I'm gonna pay my restitution to the state what they required and I'm not gonna snivel about it. I'm not gonna make excuses because that's what it is. That's all I got. And and it, and that there are a lot of people in there that are bitter. I didn't do it, I got framed, you know. I didn't. I did it to myself. And like I said, I don't make any excuses, I make no alibis. That's the toughest thing I've ever done is to not do that because we all like to spin it back on ourselves. And, well, because I got, I, I, I wanted to, but for some reason I just stopped. I said, I'm done. And, uh, and I, I hope I continue to do that. But I got several things I got to talk to you. This is the way I, I make right my behavior that tarnished the Phoenix Fire Department, maybe, is doing something like this. I don't know. It's going to help. It, it, maybe well, it, I, I think it's going to help people. It it, uh, it helps it helps us as a group. Maybe it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I see. I see all that, Jeff. No doubt. Hundred percent. And it's part of the program is okay. So so you steal somebody's stereo in the middle of your stuff, and you go back, and you got to make financial retribution for that stereo. And they make fun of it. But it's it's really powerful. You go back, you say, "Hey, man, I ripped the stereo off from you, and I was, and I'm here to make it right. No excuses." Guy says, "Okay, give me the fucking money, or the stereo, right? You give him the money or the stereo. Yeah. It's that simple." Yeah. Okay, so you're, it's not about you; it's about them to make, to make that amends. It's it's called you, and you have to do it. I have to do it mm -hmm. because that's what I was running from. The IRS, the, the credit cards, the, the, this and then that. So, you know, I was running from it. I, I just did, and it caused for more drinking for me. Well, you're doing it today for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, and I tell you what, you, you said you're not sure how it happened. I, I, I have a feeling right now about how it happened because you've been busting your ass at it. It's evident yep. to me. Yep. I, I, take, uh, I do yeah. not take it lightly. Yeah. Can you tell? I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I put, I'm passionate about it. 
I have to be um, because it's number one in my life. It just has to be because if I let up, it's going to get me because it knows me. Grim Reaper's coming for you. It's yeah. coming. It's coming, <laughs> but I, I, I choose I choose to not go that route. Yeah. Today. Powerful Tomorrow, story. I might be liquored at, 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 at Community Bridges. I don't know. But if I keep working when I'm supposed to be doing, I got a good chance of not being. Well, thank you for coming today, man. Hey, yeah, no, thank you. No, no, it's an honor. I, I want you to understand this. When you're down and out, where I was after what I did, and I was retired now. Okay, usually most professions, you're when you pack your locker up and you leave, you're done. Most of them, right? Yeah. Not here. So they stepped up and said, fuck it, send us the bill. That's that's pretty – you don't know what that's going to mean to somebody. We don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But they it was said to me, and it changed my life. It just did. I'm proud of them for doing it. So yeah, am I. Too. And then yeah. when they call me, I, there's no roll in the eyes or nothing like I don't do yeah. that. I, yeah, what do you need? Right. That's it. You called. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Right? Did yeah. I balk? <laughs> not, a Shit, not, not a second. No, second. no, uh-uh. Yeah, because oh. when we're gonna, when are we gonna do it? Yeah, well, right. Yeah. I said when. Yep, it's my job. Yep. Now that's my, that's what my higher calling is. I maybe I got a gift. I don't know. Maybe well. somebody will hear it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think we're up to sixteen listeners. So yeah, he said, yeah. yeah, we were joking about that <laughs> earlier. Yeah, that's double digits. Yeah, <laughs> I just I wouldn't say sixteen. I say double digits. <laughs> yeah, sounds better. Right, could be ninety nine. Yeah, right. That's, that's why it sounds better. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, want to close yeah. out, Chris? Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff. I really appreciate you doing this and your and your honesty and your openness. I do agree that uh, this is going to connect with people. We may never know it. Mm-hmm. We may, nev- may not be able to measure it. Mm-hmm. You may find out if they reach out to you, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Brandon and I ever will. And that's, that's okay. That's what this is about. Uh, and so thanks, man. It, I, I appreciate it. it. And again, I, it's my pleasure. And we don't know, this is another 70s deal, who's got their ears on out there. <laughs> yeah. We just don't. Yeah. And, and who wants to hear it. I don't know. I heard something. I heard, fuck it, send us the bill. That's what I heard. Got it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Well, uh, there's one thing. I, I wanted to say it earlier. I totally forgot, uh, but uh, um, it's definitely proven to be uh, the fact is today was definitely very tornadic. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dave Muncy yeah. on Channel 10 News. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah. those signs were all yeah. over Battalion yeah. 8 yeah. for a while. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. B-shift is very tornadic. tornadic. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Being Virtus, man. Yeah, yeah, I had it laminated too in red. Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh. It was a tornado. You remember him saying that? I don't. Tornadic the the Midwest has had a lot of tornadic activity. <laughs> Dave Muncy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks. All right, bro. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, again, you can catch our uh, Make oh, the yeah. Difference podcast at wherever you get the f- only the finest podcasts. And uh, greatly appreciate this. And uh, take care. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks to the double-digit listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Reef Builders. 
winner of Best of Hows, five years running. Reef Builders is a Tempe, Arizona-based, full-service design-build construction company. What's a design-build company? It means you deal with one company for everything. Reef Builders is able to take your vision and bring it to life by drawing your plans, producing photorealistic, high-resolution 3D renderings of your kitchen, baths, and more, helping you design and pick your finishes, and finally, executing that vision. With their years of building experience and a superior client experience, using tools such as online project management software through their client portal that allows you to see your renovation in real time. Whether you're in town, on vacation, or living in another state, you have access to job progress photos, your build schedule, financials, and much more anywhere in the world. So if you're looking for a complete bath or kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, a custom home designed and built, or a boutique commercial project built out, Reef Builders can deliver it. Reef Builders, your vision, their experience delivered.